Welcome to Splunkers, a place for exploring video games and nerd culture. I'm Ryan, and this is the first ever Spelunkers Spoils. This is a spoiler cast for Disco Elysium Final Cut. So if you have not played that game and want to, listen to this at a later date. Um, we're perfectly happy and understanding with that. Uh, the spoiler cast episodes from Spelunkers... I am not joined by any of the standard Spelunkers, but these are all voices and faces you should know and love from our channel. We have the Fantastic Dory. Hello, I am the Fantastic Dory. Uh, my application to the Fantastic Four is still pending, um, but I am eagerly awaiting uh, what I will get from uh, from them. So thank you. <laughs> That's right. The lovely Skelly. Ah! That's no clipping. Awesome. <laughs> oh yeah i fixed my clipping so that's great <laughs> hello all listeners slash watchers mm -hmm. and the formidable rob whoa that's a lot to put down as an expectation <laughs> i'm not formidable in the slightest hello everybody. it's actually on his birth certificate too it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. it's my birth title the, <laughs> the doctor the doctor looks straight at rob and is like wow that's a dark souls player right there i don't want to, I don't want to mess with that baby <laughs> that's right i mean that's why we call him that uh, right. and we are all here to talk about the fantastic role-playing game disco elysium that is quite unlike just about anything you've played it's a love letter to CRPGs of old in the best way possible. Um, this is going to be a little more freeform than other Spelunkers content, a little more all over the table, all over the plate. Uh, so strap in for what is sure to be a wild ride. Like uh, Skelly's cookie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I was watching you try so hard. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, I, I was trying to be quiet. <laughs> I know, it's just funny watching that whole journey. <laughs> uh, and this is a game that is broken up into days. Uh, so we're just going to kind of tackle it one day at a time. We're each going to talk about our experience with that day as it comes, because it's very free form. Uh, I'm sure we all had at least slightly different paths for each day. Uh, I'm actually kind of curious what day y'all ended the game on. Uh, I'm checking that now. I don't remember. I think it was day five. I okay. think. Okay. That sounds but about I, right. Yeah. It was, it was, it was five. I'm pretty sure. I don't think it was any higher or any lower. So I, I could have ended on five, but I wound up ending on six and we'll get into mm. that as we come yeah. up to it. Uh, Rob, do you know what day you ended on? Uh, I think it was five. Cause I think day four was when things really hit the fan outside. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot hitting the fan in this game. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you're Ty. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's up there for a little hey. while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're, Skelly, uh, you, you could say that your Ty is uh, sometimes not the biggest fan of you. <laughs> not at all. Uh, how many days did you take, Skelly? Day six was day my six. last day. All right. Um, Why does this keep focusing and unfocusing? What's up with that? I'm right, waiting for your cookie. Oh, sorry. It only focuses the cookie on the cam. Cookie. We call it. <laughs> there you go. It worked. Uh, so let's start with day one. We wake up in a trashed hotel room, just demolished hotel room, uh, missing a shoe, tie on the fan, uh, man in his middle age as well, I mean, our titular even character. before that. You get the the 
limbic system and the ancient oh, reptilian brain. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, You're that's like having right. a conversation with yourself and like whether or not you should just give up. Yeah. Yeah. You're almost I get the sense like it's your subconscious and your half conscious mind arguing mm-hmm. with each other about even trying to exist anymore. Yeah. And that's kind of a <clears throat> it's a I wouldn't call it a trope, but it's it's a consistent narrative starting point for a lot of these games. Uh, like Planescape Torment and uh, Torment Tides of Numenera, they all have similar openings where it's typically like a black canvas with text on the side. And it's, okay, how are you going to participate to start in this world? Yeah, and that was a surprise to me because I haven't really played a lot of CRPGs. This is uh, basically my first one. but Same, mm. I think. I'm a I'm a big fan of RPGs overall, and as a D and D player, this like hits awesomely close to home. Mm-hmm. Now, who has played the original? Who's played the non-final cut? Uh, this was my first time. Okay, mm-hmm. I have. So you have? Did you mm-hmm. did you beat it? No, I got to. I think it was day three. Okay, and so I got about halfway through, um, but then I just got distracted. And then uh, then they announced that the final cut was coming. I was like, I'll just wait. It was, it was a free patch, so I'll just I'll hold off yeah, on that. And I'm glad I did because it's, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, yeah I, um, I have played the original, and I've beat it. It was my game of the year for – oh, no, it was, it was 2019, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was like if Kingdom Hearts 3 hadn't come out that year, and just for pure like emotional and nostalgia reasons, um, Disco Elysium probably would have been my game of the year. Like um, game yeah. original game of the year kind of thing. What's that? Like original game of the year, not tied to a sequel or anything. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was number two. And honestly, I mean, yeah, I I think Cage 3, I, I put like hundreds of hours into it and uh, Disco Elysium a lot less by contrast. So uh, that's another way of measuring it. But yeah, I freaking love Disco Elysium and I was really happy to see Final Cut. And um, yeah, uh, I'm glad that they acted the... Added the voice acting and all that stuff really made a huge difference to the narrative. Even though I thought this game was great, even without all of that, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think uh, the voice acting really helps make the game. I have a great time, and this is a game with basically no combat. This is all done through uh, conversations and dice rolls. So this really is D and D. I had some combat, but we'll get to that. Yeah, there was there was a gun fired. <laughs> oh no no, I'm not talking about that. Well, that's did true. You punch a child? <laughs> Rob, did you punch a child? Be honest with me. Did you a roundhouse punch a child? kicked a motherfucker? Oh, there we go. That's that's the better answer. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So we get this limbic system. Our our the, the lower parts of our brain arguing with trying to wake up, and then we wake up in this just trashed hotel room, like. 20 teenagers rented one hotel room with an illegally gotten case of 30 Bud Lights and just smashed the hotel room all night long. But it's just one guy. It's just you in your middle-aged form uh, waking up with a terrible hangover, clothes strewn everywhere, windows smashed, uh, and you have a chance to explore a little bit. I don't know. Did anyone go into the bathroom immediately and like go to look in the mirror and try to see what you look like? Yes. Yeah. I did the first time I played. I didn't this time. I don't think I ever actually was able to. That was one of the few checks, I think, that I never was able to do. I, on this oh, playthrough, wow. on, on my original, I was able to do it. And so I already knew what he looked like and all that. Mm. Uh, did I get the... 
I, I got to know what he looked. Oh, that's right. I was trying to fa- fix the expression, and I couldn't do it in this one. Oh, but yeah. I, I was able to I do it. That. I was able to do it in my original original file, but I wasn't able to do it on this one. Fixing I, the expression's not worth it. He looks so sad without the expression. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's better and then worse. Well, then I'm glad I failed that check. <laughs> and then, did you guys shave? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also, mistake. Well, yeah, I sh- I shaved kind of mistake, the yeah. fourth day. Right. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah I I so desperately wanted him to go. I know we're skipping a little round, but I really I've done the date that he. Well, it's not really a date, but he the goes date on with the boat lady. Yeah, with I the boat know. lady. It's it's so cute. It's so beautiful. It's not really a date. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but it is really beautiful, and I really recommend for anyone to check it out. It's a very sweet interaction between these two characters that are obviously in kind of similar places in their lives uh, and just like kind of hashing out what that means for each of them. Um, I didn't get, again, another thing I didn't get here, but I got in the original. So I knew what I was missing. I I knew what I was missing out on, so to speak. Um, So yeah, that, that whole thing is great. She's great. I didn't even know you could have a date with her. You can. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it takes a lot of different, it takes a couple of different checks and they're really tough to get. You have yeah, to have like really good stats and certain and very certain skills. Oh, and I guess um uh so what kind of skills did y'all have? Because there's four basic trees. There's like book smarts, street smarts, uh like strength kind of, and then dexterity, I guess, are the two ways they break up the body, like how good you are with your body versus how like overly strong you are. I went yeah, like uh, what are they? Yeah, I don't remember the exact terminology. I'm pulling it up, it's right. like physical, yeah, physical. intellect, psyche, f- physique, and motorics. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So motorics is like dexterity. Physique is Agile. like build. Yeah. Um, I was like book smart. So the the like logic and drama tree, uh, mm-hmm. the the light blue and motorics. So not I always love picking encyclopedia because it just gives you so much knowledge about the world. So yeah, I generally go with a more mental build, psyche and emotional, and then dexterity is maybe a little lower and physique is almost nothing. Mm. Um, and I, so I had a really tough time with, for example, like the ice cream check where you have to like open mm. it and stuff like that. And like a lot of the physical legendary checks and forget about round kicking that racist asshole. That was <laughs> never going to happen. So I gave up on that ever happening. Uh, but I've done it before. So again, just refer to my original run where I did pretty much everything that you could do in this game anyway, uh, except for obviously the new content, which we'll get right. into. Yeah. So I uh, I had an interesting character creation experience where I streamed the opening of it. And I That's had, right. like, based on our how our Twitch channel works, I we have like choose the next direction for channel points or punk bucks. And so... We, for every attribute, uh, we had people choose where I would invest one. Um, I can't remember if it was invest one or like pick two. Uh, but then at the very end, I had someone do kind of a, a wild card where they've shifted one of those placed and moved it into another one just to kind of usurp the the intended goal everyone had. And I ended up with a very high psyche. My primary skill was Inland Empire because they understand me, uh, which was great. Uh, So I think my psyche was at like four. My intellect was three. My physique ended up as four as well. And my motorics was at one. Wow. So. (laughs) Ours are kind of close. 
Yeah. Yeah, my intellect was three. My physique was four. My physique was one. And my motorics was three. Oh, nice. So fairly similar. Yeah, yeah. I want to say I was five on intellect, four on physique, two or uh, four on motorics, two on physique, and one on uh, the other one. Psyche? <laughs> Psyche, that's it. Yeah, I leaned a lot into uh, Inland Empire, Empathy, uh, and Suggestion. Mm. Those ones were more big for me. Yeah, I, I leaned into uh, Logic and Encyclopedia a lot. And uh, I, I also love that Encyclopedia thing. One of my favorite mm -hmm. moments in this game happened for me on day two, maybe day three. I want to say day two, though. I like just walked by. We haven't even introduced him yet, but I walked by Kim's car and a thought bubble came up and it was just like this 10 minute conversation about extremely in-depth nerdy mechanical shit how the engine works and I, I love that stuff i i love cars in real life and the fact that they use extremely accurate terminology just like oh i was eating it up <laughs> yeah that's great there's a whole someone we can meet later that um really helps expand on that but we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah uh, so we either go into the bathroom or we don't. We exit our hotel room and uh, there are people to talk to in this hotel. Did you guys talk to the lady upstairs smoking a cigarette? Yes, mm -hmm. I did. Of course, I did as well. Uh, we get a little bit of our backstory from her. We learn that we are a police detective there to investigate a murder. <gasps> Most foul. Chocolate bleu. That there is a body currently hanging from a tree behind this hotel. And has been for a week. Whoops. Yeah. So, Our bad. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We uh, we were out getting pistachio ice cream. We couldn't get here any faster. <laughs> By pistachio ice cream, we mean we got totally smashed. <laughs> uh, and we come downstairs and we meet our partner for the rest of this adventure. Woo! The best absolute boy. best boy. Kim, 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 Kim. I love you, Kim! <laughs> Kim Kitsuragi. Uh, the okay. man who makes me want to be a better man. <laughs> yeah, Same. absolutely. Yeah. I, I would it's honestly say Kim Kitsuraki is probably the best character of 2019. Yeah. Or, or 2021, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Possibly best sidekick, like, just Definitely ever. best sidekick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's being Donald and Goofy. He's being Donald and Goofy any day. He's got that claw. <laughs> so. I don't see, I don't Stiff see Donald and Goofy's claw. Donald yeah, that's right. get blown away by the snowstorm. They're that's terrible. Right. Exactly. Kitsuragi would just trek his way through. He would. Right. He would He'd... carry carry you on his back. That's hey, true. I would just imagine Kits uh, Kim coming up and being like, it's time for season duck. <laughs> season duck. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Kim's the best. And uh, my partner's name is Kim. So I mean that in both ways. Ah, That's awesome. Doubly so. Um, and Kim gives us a little bit of background here. Uh, tells us that the body has been there for a week. Someone anonymous called it in. Uh, where from Precinct 47, if I remember correctly, and he's from 51. Something like that. I'm, I'm sensing a Hitman crossover. 43, maybe? I can't remember. Yeah. From, I hope from, it's 47. I don't remember, though. I don't but <laughs> from two different precincts, that this area of Revachol is... Uh, kind of lies between them and is... 41. 41, okay. And 57. 41 and 57. Ah, you're combining oh, them. So close. Um, that This area of Revachal is kind of divided between them, so the police don't get a lot of presence because it's not truly claimed by any one department, so this is like a 
collaborative effort between the departments to uh, to solve this murder. Which is a lot to unpack. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there is a lot here. Um, this is a world rife with strife. Rife Just with strife. Rife with strife. Yeah, like the whole backdrop for this this world is incredible and immediately captivating. I mean, as you can see behind me, um, like the the watercolor art style that it has for it, like combined with how it's they start slowly eking out in details about the world that you're in and like a failed communist revolution. It, it like it, it dramatically impacts everyone's lives. And that's part of what I, from the get go really appreciate about this game is how nuanced it is as well as like, as well as um, lampooning uh, like political, all political perspectives across the board. Like it, it, it's has fun, on on all parts of the spectrum but in particular it's believable characters that are impacted by decades of oppression and revolution and failed dreams yeah and it's it's heavy yeah absolutely this is quite possibly the realest feeling video game world I've ever experienced um, and, yeah. it, and it comes from those places like even if I've only caught talked to a character for five lines I can feel that that character has had a history in this world in those five lines mm-hmm. uh, when, when I walk by a car I'm like oh that in other games I'm like just a car or it's this model of car from the game whatever but this one's like oh this is this model it has this engine with this supercharger with this cam set up there is so much detail to everything that it yeah. really makes it feel as presence Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, right. So we talked to Kim and this is where we can start to uh, broad broaden our horizons a little bit from here. <laughs> I went back to uh, to look at the body right away. Uh, there is a young boy back there throwing rocks at the body. A nice oh. boy. A nice, a perfectly nice, decent boy who has who done nobody me. any harm. He, he demoralized me to death the first oh, time really? I talked to him. That's yes. amazing. I love that. I was laughing so hard that I died within 45 minutes of starting the game up because I got ridiculed by a child. You can, I... you can die even faster if you get your strange tie, tie like um, mangled up in the fan. And it'll choke you to death. And that's in the first like minute so... of the game. So I died within the first five minutes of the game my first time because I tried to get the tie, failed to check, and had a heart attack. Yeah, so there's like three ways ways to die in in the first hour of the game or whatever. Yeah, it's great. So good. Um, Did did everyone like go right to the body after meeting Kim? No. I, I I did not. I talked I talked to the bartender. Uh, sorry, the bar manager. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. The bar manager. Wow, Gart is mad now. Um, <laughs> I know. Could so you sorry, please Gart. address me by my uh, title? Please. I am not a yeah. bartender. I'm not a lowly bartender. <laughs> Um, I'm a bar manager. I'm a bar manager. Um, oh, yeah, the <laughs> bar manager so Gart, and has Gart and has is the bar manager in so many different locations. Of course. Um, yeah, he, I basically like was like, hey, what's up? Like, he's like, hey, you owe me a whole shit ton of money. And I'm like, wow, that sucks, dude. 
Hope that works out for you. <laughs> and an apology. <laughs> and an apology. And that I did give him an apology, but I, I was fucking broke as shit. So I was like, all right, I'll pay you eventually. But yeah. Yeah. Hold that thought. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere uh, because I don't even know where my car is. So you're. <laughs> I don't yeah, know I, what direction north is. <laughs> I think I went to Kim's car and like radioed in after talking to Gart. I wanted to see who made the call. And then mm. I did some exploring. Mm-hmm. Around a city, we're in no rush. The body's been up there a week, you know. <laughs> you're just and playing. You're just playing, Harry. Probably yeah. like an hour in to exploring and walking around and talking to people. I finally was like, okay, I guess I'll go check out this body thing or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, ready to I, get ridiculed. So I um I knew that. Well, so obviously my experience is a little different. I've already played the game, so I knew where to go and who to talk to. And I and I still said, nah, fuck that. I'll get to it eventually. And I'll see like what different conversations I can have and if there's anything new and blah, blah, blah. Um, and yeah, so it still took me a while to get to the body. And even once I did, it took me, I don't think the body came down until day two or day three. Oh. I just could not pass those checks. Um, and I, I had a tough time remembering where the things were that helped you uh, pass the checks easier. Mm-hmm. And even once I did, yeah, I got some incredible, we'll talk about this later. I got some incredibly bad rolls where I had like a 98 or 96% chance of success and I still failed. X-com effect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had the opposite where I had several rolls that were like three, 8% passed first try. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, those are such great feelings. Mm-hmm. The, the green hue pops up and like, yeah, I did it. Yes. Yes. I don't know how, but I did it. Absolutely. So, yeah, I... um. Uh, yeah, so I think I went around the city. I don't really remember too much of where I went. I think there were a couple places I knew to avoid. I, I don't think I talked to the Lord of the Racist Lorry Men once because I already knew what he was going to be like. And I was like, yeah, I don't need to do that side quest and I don't want to talk to oh, you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I didn't, I didn't radio the station for a long time because I knew what was going to happen. And I just knew I was going to feel bad for Harry. So I put that off for a bit. But eventually I got to it and I was like, yeah wow, I'm going to cut this short and not tell them about my badge or my gun or anything like that. <laughs> we are not talking about that. Yeah, I, I uh, due to just RPG syndrome, would click every talking option <laughs> that I possibly could every time. And I'm like, oh, boy, this is... Uh... The game really lets you. <laughs> yep. yep, has no problem letting you just dig, uh, dig yourself into a 20-foot pit <laughs> and wallow mm-hmm. in it. Dude, I don't think the body came down. For, I'm looking now, but I don't think it came down until like day four or five. Oh, my oh. God. Rob, did you get the body down on day one? Uh, my first playthrough, yes. Um, I failed my, uh, the, like, the puke check. Yeah. And, but but after I overcame that, I managed to shoot down uh, the body. This my this most recent full playthrough. I I think it was day day two, uh, just because I wasn't I just couldn't pass the checks. Right. So I had to go finish a couple things. Yeah. I had um, to get the racist guy to get it down for me. Oh really? That'll happen. Yeah, I couldn't get it down. I couldn't shoot it down. Kim couldn't shoot it down. Oh, that's right. That's what happened to me this time. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, right. Yeah. I I failed the vomit check a couple times, and then I yep. met the lovely, perfectly unassuming gardener. Has nothing else to do with the story. Gave me nope. some ammonia so oh. I can overcome it. 
and uh, pass the shot on the first check. But I had decent hand-eye coordination, so I had like a 78% mm -hmm. chance to, to have that happen. Yeah, I, uh, I, Kim missed and then I think cursed. Mm -hmm. And then I was able – I don't remember what my chances were. I think they were pretty decent. I think I put on a few pieces of like clothes. So in this game, uh, clothing gives you mm. certain boosts to certain stats. And so, mm -hmm. yeah. So Set I drugs. put on, and, and you can also do drugs if mm -hmm. you want. I did not, but you certainly can. Um, yeah. <laughs> That'll be a fun conversation. We'll have to talk about that. Just like drug. Yeah. Impact. Who did drugs and who did not. But uh -huh. yeah, I was able, uh, Harry was able to, uh, Harry was able to get it on the first shot. I think, I think I had to close one of my eyes and like aim steady and said like the, the game gives you a couple of boosts to this shot mm. uh, all by itself. And so, yeah, I was able to do it, I think on day two or three. Yeah. But it took me a while with, I just couldn't pass that vomit check. I had to keep <laughs> figuring ways to get around it. Maybe you needed to take some drugs. I didn't do any drugs. I, I uh, had a sober Harry. Yes, I did. I did as well. I had a Harry that wanted to be better and wanted to be sober I know that's boring, and I and I am well, personally. So, I'm, I'm personally also don't do drugs, so I typically don't have my characters do it either. So that's the, the this is a fun topic. I think is uh, because one, the game was banned in Australia for this reason. <laughs> and uh, what's Mitch. up, Mitch? How's it going, Mitch? <laughs> but I, I think that's really really fascinating that this game is gives you this blank slate of a character literally tabula rasa and you can indulge hardcore into like drugs and alcohol to get the best results but you then you have to start weighing what that actually means on his health and psyche mm -hmm. and Put, puts the player in an interesting position, I think, because I, I'm someone who's like, I'd sometimes do drugs and alcohol and I have no judgment for that stuff, really. Um, but it's, I was of the, pos the position when I started the game, I wanted to, I empathized with Harry and I wanted to help this character, like, be a better person. Yeah. And... Uh, from what it sounds like the the three of us it, in some respects like viewed it in that way but i also am here for the anarchy shoot me up with everything and i want to <laughs> hear what that's like skelly oh yeah uh so initially i was like oh he's a recovering alcoholic and like drug addict i'm gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna Unless. do any i'm not gonna drink i'm not gonna do any drugs but then we got to the fucking church and i was like <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and I went fucking crazy, smoking all the cigarettes, drinking everything, shooting up, <laughs> snorting, consuming. I went fucking bonkers. And to be frank, there were no visible cons to any of that. It didn't it didn't seem to bug him at all, really. I love that fine. the church is what drove you to drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a lot going on there. There was a lot to unpack. That shit was crazy. And I probably did, one of my favorite parts of the game. I did not spend a lot of time in the church. I really played Ooh. this as like hard-boiled detective on the case. Oh, With yeah. a little Man. bit of magical realism. Yeah, just a touch. Yeah. Um, the church is so good. And I know I'm going to not get yelled at in a bad way, but people are going to be shocked when I say I 
barely talked with the cryptozoologist. What? Okay. Did All right. Anything we've got, even we've make got, sense no, to you then? Right, right, uh, Ryan, we have we have problems. Well, um, so the day that I met them, that night I met Ruby. Oh. Things were so accelerated for me at that point that like by the time I met them, I was already like moving on to the end state. Mm, that's fair. Huh? Wow. I know. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to talk about the cryptozoologist story. Freaking uh, favorite love fucking our, part. Yeah. They're they're so they're so great. And I, I failed a check towards the end that left me heartbroken. <gasps> From the get-go, like when you first meet Lena and she's it's like so the sweet. the kindest soul. Mm-hmm. Nothing but compassion is like and like you as you start to un- if you choose to be somewhat honest, like I don't know who I am. And you can tell there's compassion and concern. Like she's seen weird stuff and is like used to being around or looking for weird stuff. And this is just like heartbreaking to her. I yeah. hit on her. Thirsty <laughs> 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 <So>. Skelly. <laughs> How did that go? I'm very curious. She was like pretty receptive, shockingly. And then I found out she had a fucking husband. And I was like, whoa, bitch, chill. <laughs> but kept her pen. Yeah. I was like, give me a fucking pen. That's Stupid. A great, a great green ape pen, if I remember correctly. Yes, it was. <laughs> Yeah, um, she she's a doll, and she's so sweet. Yeah, it's 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 great just sitting and talking with her to start, mm-hmm. and then Kim behind you, like we should really go. We should leave. I really <laughs> wanted Kim. tell me a story. <laughs> I love Kim Kitsuraki a ton, but I really wanted him to shut the fuck up and just let me talk to <laughs> I was like, Kim, shut the fuck up. No, that's important. so on brand. I know, I, I know, it is so it good. I love him. Is. He's like, hey, can we, uh, you know, do our jobs? Uh, Solve Kim, the this is all, it's all interconnected, Kim. It's all There's interconnected. There's a kid throwing rocks at a corpse outside. Yeah, he's like, no, let's not shoot the kid. How about we don't do that? Uh, also, this body's been hanging here for three weeks or something. Let's try and get it down, mate. I don't know. And see, my reaction was just like, you know what? You're right, Kim. Let's do that. Every time. I was like, no, but Kim, look. It's a doomed commercial area. What's the problem? we got to find out. It can't be capitalism. It's got to be a myth. <laughs> The mystical curse. Yeah, there's a curse. It's that dice maker. She's a bitch. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I need to know. Kim was that's, miserable. That's too funny. Um, so I think the notable day one things for me is I got the body down day one. That was uh, crazy. I was able to jump the roof and get my coat and make it into the what? uh, the yard at like nine, eight, nine o'clock day one night. Uh, so I didn't get to talk to Everart yet, but I was able to get in the next day. No problem. That's Damn. crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was because, again, it was like a motorix check. So I, I failed it the first time, but passed it the second. I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then nuts. just meeting people, meeting Lena, the gardener, um, meeting Kuno and Kuno S, who are the children gardener. throwing rocks. But yes. Perfectly unassuming. Not important to the story at all. Gardener. She's a gardener. Yeah, just definitely. I don't know why y'all are so you. obsessed with her. Gives you great gloves. Yeah, that's right. She's um, very nice. Until I, you're accidentally racist to her. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, if you if you pass or fail a check, you're like racist suddenly to her. Oh. And I was oh, like, boy. oh, cool. I guess I suck now. <laughs> I'm really going to embrace this. To be, to be fair, Skelly, you as, as your character, you already sucked before this too. So. That's true. Yeah, I tried to overcome it; it didn't work. 
The old um, Harry bu- bubbled through. Oh. I uh, I talked with the sh- the people on strike because there's like a, sh- a strike going on at the shipping mm-hmm. facility in this town, mm-hmm. and and the police believe the strike to be connected to the murder in some fashion. Um, mm. As we we know now that one the person murdered was part of like the private defense force, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I, at this point. Yeah. I didn't. No, not yet. Okay. Nope. Um, but we we assu- <laughs> so we don't know that yet, but we assume it's connected to the strike in some fashion. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I met the strikers. I met, uh, is it Measurehead? That's right. I almost called him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, who is I mean, not far also. off. Just a terrible person. Just <laughs> the fucking worst. I hate talking to him. They gave him so many lines and I, I just get, I blazed cause I knew what he was going to say. So I just blazed through all of his conversation. I'm like, dude, I am not here for your conversation. So yeah, we should, we should illustrate. So what part of what makes Measurehead such a piece of shit is i mean he's racist but like it it goes well beyond that there is a particular really shitty long-running pseudoscience known as phrenology yeah where it the the width and measurements of one's cranium dictate what they're capable of and so Mm -hmm. all judgments passed should be dictated by those very clear logical calculated things and I, I want to point Ugh. out, by the way, I know I know that um, the devs obviously are putting this out to make him make racism look ridiculous than it is. Um, but phrenology has always been debunked. Even when phrenology yeah. first debuted, it was very quickly scientifically debunked. And I mean, today especially, we know that people's brains, it's how interconnected their neurons and the neural pathways are that matters, not how big their head is or how big their brain right. is. Uh, is that what he was that. preaching? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. He's basically preaching like some, you know, weird, bastardized phrenology. Yeah. Bastardized <laughs> yeah. version of phrenology. I just didn't listen to him at all. Oh, so I, I, oh I mean, it. that's the right choice. No, I read every word so I could understand exactly how much I hate this prank. No, you're in it. <laughs> anyone. As, as look, soon as he was saying some weird fuck shit, I was just like, all right. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Um, uh, <laughs> this, is, this is a safe place to admit this. I did not do this, nor would I ever. But did anyone incorporate his fucked up theory so that you could like manipulate him or something like that? I did not. I had a friend do it on accident. Okay. He didn't know what it meant. He's like, advanced race theory, sure. I love advancing races equally. <laughs> I I I was tempted just to see what would happen, but I was like, I still I can't do it this run. I want this to be like my playthrough. Yeah. Um because it, funnily enough, like how I'd explain my character being built, Chad had already kind of created a character that I kind of identified with, with like high empathy uh, and understanding, like emotional intelligence. And so I wanted to like lean into that more. Yeah. Uh, and just my love of Inland Empire and, you know, David Lynch and everything. But I, I want to do a playthrough where I am just a complete piece of shit, alcohol and drug abuser, uh, leaning into that and see what happens. Yeah, I agree. I, I, this is a game where I find myself in another year, year and a half, I'm going to go back and mm-hmm. have a different build, go at it with a different play style, um, you know, see what other options I can take. I, not that I, I rushed through this, but like smell the roses a little bit more mm-hmm. than, That's... than I did this playthrough. That's part of the reason why this is being recorded uh, when it is, is uh, I was planning on playing through and then I got to, a point in which I could have 
bum rushed and gone through the ending, but I was like, no, I want to see a couple, a couple things through such as the cryptozoologist storyline. And I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Best decision. Uh, and it, this is a game that it absolutely rewards exploration and humoring what's contained within. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say from from what I know of the cryptozoology stuff, that does sound extremely interesting. I'm very curious. It's so good to, to touch it more. <laughs> but even without that, this is an awesome oh, murder mystery story. It's great. Yeah, yeah playing absolutely. through this just as a you know a detective down on his luck trying to solve this crime was an absolute blast. I, yeah. I adored my time playing it that way too. And there's yeah. there's no way you're going to see everything in a single playthrough. It's impossible. Oh, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. I mean, I'm incredibly disappointed in you, Ryan, but we'll make it through this. You know, it's <laughs> okay. Fine. I'm disappointed in myself despite, mostly. So it's despite all your flaws. <laughs> yeah, no, the church and the whole cryptozoology stuff were some of my favorite parts of the game. Because, mm -hmm. like baseline, it's a whole murder mystery detective. But bro. They sprinkle some bullshit in there, and I will eat that bullshit all day long. They go so full fucking, fucking lynch. It's so good. It's yeah. so fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. and then the whole, um, the shit that's between all the worlds. What is that? What is yeah. that shit called? Thought uh, pale? Or, no. The pale. The pale. The pale, yeah. The pale. And all the pale stuff. Mm, yeah, that's super interesting. The, the, the broader world building here is really cool. And that's... Uh, so I believe I've heard somewhere, correct me if I'm wrong, that's because this game used to be a D&D. &D. Like, yes. there, were, yes. there was a group of yep. friends correct. playing this world as a D&D &D campaign and then yep. turned it into a game. Yeah, I the actually... DM founded the game company. Well, he wrote a book, founded the game company, and then went on to develop this game, the DM mm -hmm. of yeah. that campaign. Yeah. Yeah, and then the novel is eventually going to be translated uh, into English, but it still hasn't, unfortunately. It's not I'm published to... yet, is it? It's not published yet, no. Yeah. Well, the, the original book, I think, is, but it's mm. in Czech or Polish or something. Mm. Um, and uh, they are they are going to translate. It was supposed to come out last year or this year, but it hasn't come out yet, probably through the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah um, I, I a little, little brag time here. My um, <laughs> professor of Irish literature allowed me to do an essay on The Pale and Third Policeman oh. by Flynn O'Brien, uh, mm. which I really recommend. Um, there's a lot of interesting overlap between uh, The Third Policeman and Disco Elysium. Whoa, um, so, The Third Policeman? Yeah, it's a really good uh, surreal, like magical realist, surrealist uh, hmm. uh, book. Very funny. Uh, but yeah, I got to write an essay on it uh, and uh, on the overlap between The Pale and the way The Third Policeman works. Um, and, uh, that was so much fun. And this, this was such a, uh, great game to compare that to. Um, but yeah, the pale is super interesting. And I mean, you can really get in it with that rich neoliberal lady who is uh, maybe not even neoliberal, but, uh, um, yeah, Joyce? yeah yes. Joyce Messer, Messier, yeah. Messier. Yeah. From the white pines corporation. She's there to wild pines. Wild Pines, let's write. Uh, be a liaison between uh, the uh, the union and the company uh, for this strike going on. She has sailed mm -hmm. in. As you're on a bit of an archipelago, right? Mm -hmm. In this area, yeah. So it's everything's a bunch of islands. So there's a lot of a lot of water surrounding everything. Um, yeah. The only other thing I think I did on my first day was meet the man smoking a cigarette on the balcony that evening. Oh, mm -hmm. you met him on the first day. Yeah. Dude, you were fucking 
hauling ass through this game. That and now you understand good. why I barely had time to meet the cryptozoologists. Like I said, by the, by <laughs> the day I met them, that night I was meeting Ruby. I was like, I was hunting oh, clues down for this murder. I was. I double checked. It took me nine hours of gameplay to get the bot to look at the body. Excuse me, nine wow. hours, and then I looked at the Tracks. body. I yeah. double checked. That's awesome. <laughs> the um, so did you not meet the Sunday friend? I no. did. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. On, Just on day one. No, not on oh, day okay. one. That was day three, mm. I believe. What's weird about the Sunday friend is he kept claiming he was taking back Sunday, and I didn't. I don't understand why he said that. It was weird, <laughs> a little weird thing. Um, I think the Sunday friend is very interesting. That that gets into the broader political machinations mm-hmm. in this world. Um, Ryan, you're telling me there's politics in this game? Wait a what? second. There's no video games on video games. Get Never. that out of here. No. Uh, no. I, and I I I love that this game's unafraid and unashamed to be like no politics is part of life like this is politics are everything a part of every facet of life you don't have to agree on it but you have to come to terms with the fact that you're gonna come to face with it at some point in your life no matter what and on this topic where did everybody stand where was everybody's harry on the all right fucking communist i'm a fucking communist (laughs) and i i it took me longer this time to be a communist because i knew what that would entail last from my last playthrough but it is the closest politically to what i identify with at least within the game and you can't be an anarchist so i was like all right this will this will do and then yeah so i was i was the communist cop and then it looks like rob was too what about y'all uh officers of the rcm do not have positions on politics <laughs> oh my fucking god wait <laughs> a second it's really drugged up y'all are both fucking centrist we i can't super, believe this i was super moral intern oh my god <laughs> That's I, even, I converted and one communist was cool i converted egghead to moral internism oh my that, lo- that what one guy that's not hardcore. He's like hardcore. No, That's now he hardcore. says medium core. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's amazing. It's so good. I hate this so it's much. So good. <laughs> I hate this so much. Why would you even tell he me? He was that like, "Where should I stand politically?" And I was like, "I don't care." And he's like, "Okay, okay, yeah, let's go. Medium core. Apathy is the way." Yeah. Oh my god. So good. But yeah, that's where I stood as well. Because I was like, maybe Kemi will like me if I don't fucking care about anything. <laughs> for, for me, it was less like maybe Kimmy will like me and more. Again, I came to this very much as a detective on the case. Mm-hmm. Detective is not I here can't. to have an opinion on politics. You're just another Dick Kim. Kim. Detective Dick Mullen in the flesh right here, yes. everybody. <laughs> I literally Dick got the Dick thought Mullen. bubble for boring cop. And oh, no. <laughs> That's true. Ryan, that's absolutely yeah. true. Did you take uh-huh. it? You had to have. Uh, yeah, I did. And, oh, um, thank God. Okay. I also correct. got the thought bubble for sorry, cop, because I said sorry so many times. I had that yes. as an option. Uh, I didn't take I th- that one. I think I went when I was done. I didn't like end up as like in my thought cabinet committed to a uh, communist cop. I was an art cop. Okay. I oh I also got art cop. It took me a bit, um, but I yeah I hadn't gotten art cop last time. But yeah, I, I criticized the hell out of some artwork and told everyone my opinion on architecture and uh, sculptures and paintings and shit. Yeah, I let I let people know I have thoughts and opinions on art, and you mm-hmm. should hear them because they're very developed. Did you guys paint the wall? I wanted oh, to, but I I, I never. Time. That was one of the checks I never was able to do. Really, I Which did. Hell? I did a stick man. There's. Um, 
So there's a wall uh, along the path behind uh behind the bookstore. Yeah. Okay. Next yeah, yeah. door you go in to see Kunuas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. There's a wall okay. and you can paint you it. You can paint that one? Yeah. Uh-huh. I definitely looked at that wall, but I never painted it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I painted a stick. It only comes it. up as an option if you pass a check to study the wall closely. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. I must have failed the check or, or never tried yeah. it. Um yep. we've mentioned uh thought trees or internalized thoughts here, but let's so the first one, like the tutorialization of internalizing these thoughts, is the uh, volumetric shit compressor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great just, name. Just a great name. Uh, and Wish and I had one of those. The first time you go to see the body, uh, you almost vomit. And like Kim gives you a little talking to, he's like, "Dude, you gotta get your shit together. All right, we got to figure out this case. Got to get your shit together." And you're presented with this thought bubble. So you get. You have so many slots internally to like commit memory to a, a certain concept, um, and it takes in-game time for those concepts to fully come to fruition. Just like real life, you have to think about a thing for an extended period of time to have an opinion on it or internalize it in some fashion. That's uh, what it's like for you guys. Yeah, most most of the time. Yeah, I just think about I just things don't commit like anything. An to memory. <laughs> yeah, I just think about things for like an hour, and suddenly I'm like a genius about architecture. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, did and, you guys do the the homosexuality thought thing? I that did. I think up. so. Yeah, I didn't get to finish it. I was so close <gasps> to the so end of the game. It's so good. It's so funny. He's like, he's like Kim. What is homosexuality? It's so funny. And then he stops worrying about his own, but then he starts asking Kim if Kim is a homosexual. And he's. It's so oh. funny. It's so funny because like Harry like doesn't know about the concept. It's after he meets the uh, the guy who's smoking on the balcony. Right. Yeah, I, there, I started getting and conversations. And he's like, there's something that, about him. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's so good. I guess I'm not far enough in that tree. I think uh, the most interesting one I got was uh, magnesium-based life form. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that, that was really funny. funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely got sorry, Cop. It's true across all of my playthroughs so far, the two or three-ish. I technically beat the first game and then I went back to it and I put in another 10 or so more hours into a slightly different playthrough where I did things a little differently. Still, generally, I'm boring when it comes to RP. Well, I don't want to say boring. That's a bit too judgmental, but I'm I'm very I just play like I would like I would act in, in those situations. Yeah, you generally insert yourself. Yeah. And yeah. I, I can't insert a different version of me. Like when I'm playing Mass Effect, I can't do Renegade Shep most of the time unless it's like makes most people sense. can't. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, some people think that's boring, but I mean, I, I just, I can't do anything else. I it's feel way to like, play. yeah, I feel like that's the most authentic way for me to play the game. And I really like to know, like, well, what if I was in that situation? Yeah. And that's, anyway, that's like, what's I, fun. Like, I always got sorry, cop, always. And it makes sense. I apologize a lot. I feel sorry a lot of the time. Uh, you know, uh, that often has to do with like underlying anxiety and depression and, uh, mental health issues so like it made total sense and it all i think also just canonically harry as a character is a sorry cop i yeah. think he's always mm-hmm. been a very sorry person even though you know um you know like bojack horseman that famous line from todd's like you can't keep apologizing and then not doing better it doesn't actually mean anything if you don't do better um yep apologies so. don't mean shit unless it, the, you don't keep repeating it mm-hmm. right so. yeah and i i mean i even think that sentiment is echoed uh, to a good degree at the end of this game, but we'll, we'll get there at some yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm with you there, though, Dory. I, I definitely try to put myself in the shoes of the character, I, and I think this game does a great job of taking a character who has lived in this world for decades and 
making the character and you equally confused with what's going on by mm -hmm. just being amnesiac <laughs> for yeah. for a while. All right. Does anybody, by the way, complete side topic, but does anyone else want there to be like a Dick Mullen like series or something that they come out with? Because I like I genuinely kind of enjoyed uh, reading those Dick Mullen books. Like that was how I passed oh, a lot yeah. of my time in between side quests because I knew what to do a lot of the time except for the new ones. And often I would have to wait for a certain hour for certain quests. This is kind of like Majora's Mask in that way. But I had to wait for certain hours for certain things to actually happen in game or for them to become available. So reading books is your best friend in that game and mm -hmm. in real life, but, you know, mostly in this game. Yeah, definitely spent a lot of time reading books. Um, I would be down for that. But I also lived the Dick Mullen experience with this place. Yes, you did. You, are, you were <laughs> Dick Mullen. So. They just wrote those books after me. Um, all right, any, uh, oh, anyone else have anything interesting on their day one they'd like to talk about? Because I want to talk about the, uh, the debriefing with Kim at the end of day one, but that's at the very end of day one, so. Mm -hmm. Wait, first, two things. Mm -hmm. Uh, very much like in real life, uh, I did not read any of the books, except for the one on cockatoos. I read them, but I didn't read them, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, the, the bird one is the only one I read. Also, I think this is really pertinent and exciting to find out since a lot of you didn't do the homosexual underground, which is what it's called thought cabinet thing. Kim is gay, by the way, oh. you find that out hmm. by pursuing this thought thing. Oh, I did. I see. I got it in the, I think I got it in my original playthrough, but I don't know if I remembered that. It's oh, so, wow. it's so briefly touched on like literally Harry asks like, where do you stand on this by the way? And he was like, I lean this way. And that is the only time they touch on it. at That's all. That's dope. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, wow, that's, that's cool. Exactly. I think it's so I great. Know. Yeah, I think it's super great. It's just like, hey, like, how do you stand on this? Oh, this is where I am. And then she's like, okay, cool. And then yep. you keep going on with your life. Yeah. <laughs> keep investigating the murder. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just so cool. I was like, wow, what, Kim? I didn't know that. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think I. I even if cool shit happened on day one, I wouldn't really be able to tell you. Uh, it's been months since I played. I don't remember anything specifically that super stands out for me. I, did everyone meet Everard on day one, or did we meet no. him on day two? I, didn't I met meet him, him on until day two. A way long. Okay. Way, yeah. Way long. Ryan, what about you, Speedy? Make Speedy. Uh, speedy. Speedy. Huh? What I was Ryan. Uh, I was just curious. I, I was able him. to get into the shipping yard night one, but it was after he'd already left for the day. So I got to talk to right, him. It was when he jumped right. across. Yeah, I got to talk to him early day two, talk to Joyce day two. How did how did everyone's relationship with Kuno the first day? Like, what was your impression of him? Piece I was ready to stab him. <laughs> <laughs> little fucker Fuck killed Kuno. me. Still fuck Kuno. <laughs> Kuno sucks. I still hate Kuno. I... I'm sorry for any Kuno lovers. <laughs> The the Kuno contingency, uh, I uh, the Kuno coalition. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so my first time, I I spent, but my first time kind of was reflected on my second time with speaking with Kuno uh, the first day. In it's like I I tried to relate to him, but he's not having any of it, mm -hmm. and. Definitely agreed to to help get him drugs. Didn't give him the drugs. Right. Same, but same. wanted to pursue that to get like kind of an in. Uh, but so for the first day, it was <laughs> just getting shit at. 
yeah verbally and like well okay you know that's fair yeah cool uh after he murdered me with his words i gave kuno a wide berth i was like i don't know <laughs> what kind of weak constitution our protagonist has here that Very as an adult weak. you can be insulted enough by a child that you will die actually die i felt that way sometimes that's real i mean have you seen you have you seen it kids part are brutal two? It chapter two. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's true. You can just be bullied to death. It just happens. It, it's a horror movie, Dory. You know I haven't. <laughs> also, Fine. it's a movie, Dory. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, I I like Kuno a lot. I mean, I, I obviously he's a shit. Um, but I, if you do get to know him, and obviously that's very difficult. He doesn't let people in very easily. But I have found it very rewarding to get yeah. to know him. I had a. Um, when I, uh, this is later, but when I beat the game, I went back and I did some things differently and then I got a very surprising different, I don't know if anybody else got that. We'll talk about it later, but I, I got a very different ending, uh, towards the end and it was really great and really made In, me appreciate Involving Kuno. Kuno and the lack of someone else. Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't get that experience, but I heard the about that. I, heard about I had never gotten it before, and it, so it was a completely new, different ending for me, which was so cool. And it was so cool to have that final conversation with Kuno there. Why so him? You know, why is he the stand-in? <laughs> we'll get into it later, but that makes no fucking yeah. sense to me. Kuno we'll, just thinks well, well for me in my in my one he he thought I was a badass and we had developed a relationship so in my thing it made sense but yeah in other ones it might not make any sense no yeah. it would, it I was always like no sense. fuck you Kuno you're a little bitch and then <laughs> I'd walk away he mean he responds to that he does he respond liked to it. that though yep he responds well to that yeah. <laughs> that's what he's used to yep um, um but yeah on day one for me I spoke a lot with Joyce um got kind of a the very first time i spent probably two actual real life hours just getting the breakdown on reality mm-hmm. <laughs> which i love uh this time <clears throat> this time i was uh i didn't spend as much time but because part of it i already internalized a little bit of it in my th- my own thought cabinet but uh it was i tried to speak with her a little bit differently um and she's a really interesting character i like joyce yeah yeah a lot more um broad of a personality than like everart or anyone from the union would have you believe yeah she's like an aristocratic neoliberal Mm -hmm. yeah it's like her politics are objectively at least to me like fucking terrible but i like her more than i like everart because at least Joyce is honest about her shittiness and about her terrible politics and her positions. Mm-hmm. Everett's a fucking slime bag who like touts himself mm-hmm. as like the leader of the workers and he cares about people and he He's wants everyone to be better. Slug. He's just an absolute asshole and I hate him. Yeah, he who sucks. killed me with a chair. Uh, but- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We'll get there tomorrow. You uh, died a lot. Yeah, I died a lot. I had like two health and one morale for like three days of this game. It was, oh my lord. I was I, living on the edge. Wow. This, this wow. playthrough, I only had one death, but uh, Ryan knows what it is, and I'll talk about it a little later. It's intense. <laughs> it's really intense. Yeah, it's I don't intense. remember if I died at all. I think I died maybe a couple times, but I... 
pretty soon I built up a lot of morale and a lot of physical because I knew how this game worked. And so yeah. I was like, y'all ain't fucking killing me this time. Uh, I died because I kicked a lot of stuff. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did yeah. uh, have a heart attack, but didn't die the first time because I kicked the mailbox. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, furnace. That series of words. hurts. The tree yeah. hurts. It all it hurts. Or, it all hurts. Yeah. I, I also kicked a lot of things. Um, I wound up with like five physical health and two morale by the end of the game. So I was a little more survivable. But yeah, those first couple of days, I was on a knife's Still, edge. Just somebody ready insulting to die. you really badly, Ryan, could just bring you to your knees. Just like real life. Just like uh, real life. <laughs> People are mean. Uh, so end of day one, uh, you. Uh, uh, Kim yes. helps you pay off your debt to Gart uh, by, by selling some rims that he confiscated to the pawn shop. I did that day three. Really? How did you get enough money on the first day? I found. I don't know. I I can't remember my first time through. Um, but mm. I've. I wait. No, so my first playthrough, I managed to find a lot of money, I think because I explored the uh, doomed commercial district. I went in there on day one, too. And I think I found a lot of money that was just enough to cover the $20 for the first night. Like, I think I passed a check that was like, I'll, I'll pay it off, but just give me some time, give me, give me tonight. Uh -huh. uh, and so he let me stay there. And then oh, eventually yeah. on this playthrough, I was like, all right. Let's just take care of this. I don't want to worry about renting out anything anymore. And so then I did that with Kim. But the other time it was I managed to find money and kind of cover stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I actually I did a lot of the uh, gathering tear, you know, recycling plastic yep. bottles yep. and glass Same. bottles. Um, and I wound up with a thought bubble, a thought cabinet bubble that was like uh, gave me money for every green thing I clicked. on. I don't remember which one that was called, but it gave me like oh, I didn't get that until later. Was, was yeah, I got that like day two. Oh, wait, no, yeah. Hobo Cop is for sleep, not having a place to live. That's right. Yeah. Can you sleep in the dumpster? What? I just yeah. wanted to did, sleep in the dumpster. Did it anyone do Hobo Cop? No. I, mm -hmm. Yes, but it still didn't let me sleep in the dumpster, and I was oh. fucking angry. <laughs> um, well, however you gain uh, access to that hotel room for the evening, mm. uh, Kim wants a little debrief for the day, go over how your first day went together. Um, and the thing that made me laugh was like, as soon as you get out there, he immediately is like, why the fuck do you run so much? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good little nod at the, the developers, like, the like kind of game. winking at themselves or winking at the player. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're always in such a rush. Why are you always running? And, and that actually gets a really satisfying payoff mm -hmm. at the end of the game, which yeah. I just couldn't believe. Yeah. Yeah. I did not see that coming. I didn't yeah. either, Wait, but I love it. What how are you referring to? Uh, what Harry's previous what Harry's previous job was before he oh, was. Oh, that's right. Okay, yes, that's right. <laughs> well, this it's called the Jamrock Shuffle. It's like something that the precinct is famous for. Everybody well, runs yeah. around in that precinct. That's true too. That's one of the responses you can give. Well, is... I thought Kim, I thought Kimmy brought it up. No, he just asked why you run so damn much, and one of the responses you can give is it's the Jamrock Shuffle. Oh, interesting. For me, he didn't bring it up then. He brought it up later. Oh, okay. How about wow. how, like, in the precinct is because I'm I was asking, I was like, what's so wrong with like the place that I came from? Blah blah blah. And he's like, they just run around all the time. They're a bunch of misfits and weirdos, and that sort of thing. See, like, mm -hmm. when we got talking about our precinct later, he talked about how respected we were with our captain. I don't remember the captain's right. name, but yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember ever hearing about like we were a bunch of misfits. 
Yeah, it was like the captain is great, but everybody else is kind of all over the board. Interesting. Is the vibe I got from talking to Kim. Now I'm just remembering Harry's partner. Well, his other partner and how much I hate him. Yeah, that guy. God. Uh, I hope that guy takes a long walk off a Yeah, the yes. I hope that guy takes a long walk off a short pier. That's all I'm saying. He's a jerk. <laughs> fucking hate that guy. He's so, mean. Look, I get why people don't like Harry, but good lord, fucking like, chill. lay off. Like lay off him. Like you're not helping him grow better by fucking mercilessly tearing him down. No. Oh, anyway, we'll talk about him later. Just we'll get there. Fucking hate him. <laughs> um, but after a debrief, we head to bed. Did, so, did everyone just sleep the night away, or did you let uh, Kim go to sleep and then go out for evening hijinks? I didn't do that at all, ever. Yeah, Kim is always there. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I went to I went to bed. The only time, and we'll talk about this, but when I finally got that body down, I did go for some after night. Uh, some some night hijinks because I wanted those boots, boots. and I knew the boots with the fur, you know, mm-hmm. um, and um, apple bottom jeans, <laughs> those apple bottom yeah. jeans, uh-huh. uh, which uh, you can get at the deluxe edition of Disco Elysium. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, I wish. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So that was the only time I went behind Kim's back, and even then, he found out like next morning what I had Does done. He? And I, I felt like shit about it because I didn't want to go behind his back. But I was like, dude, we're going to need these. I know what's going to happen in the future. Don't ask me why. But, like, we're going to need these. Yeah, well, when you wear the boots, of course he's going to find out. <laughs> well, that too. But don't, you know. Come on. <laughs> we don't talk um, about that. I, I never went out behind his back. But after the first night, I was extremely tempted to never fucking sleep because those dream sequences are too goddamn real. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're too much. They, they I. Uh, I forgot to, because uh, I wanted to go speak with our other uh, tenant at the hotel mm. uh, later on, but I completely spaced it. That's fair when it came when it came time. Yeah. So as as you go to sleep every night, uh, just like in the very beginning of this game, where your limbic system and your reptilian brain are talking with each other, you go through dream sequences of these conversations, and they are just so goddamn heavy be- and well beautiful. Oh, yeah, there's, they are. Uh, they're just incredibly disco. There's, uh, I have some screenshots that I took uh, of it, but there's one in particular that meant a lot to me, and part of why I love it so much. But um, there's a conversation you're having, and then like rhetoric and perception kind of interject, and so you're. It's talking about like why should we even be around people? Like why should we continue to live? Like what's the point of being alive? And then the reptilian, ancient reptilian brains are saying, sure, you do. They're also friendly, aren't they? And then rhetoric comes in. At least they're interesting. Each one, each one has a process just like yours, running in the space between their ears full of secrets. And the perception chimes in. People are beautiful, statuesque, parodies and tragedies of themselves, a great democracy of creatures. And to me, that is like totally encapsulates this game. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it's, beautiful. it's fantastic. And yeah. like echoes a, a lot of how I feel about people. I really like these dream sequences. They hit they hit me really hard. It's they're probably some of the hardest hits in the game. I would say that I I was hit harder in a couple play even already having played this game. There were a couple of spots that I still hit hard. Got hit hard. A dream mm-hmm. sequence way later on a payphone. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't ever pick up a payphone, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't. Thank goodness. Um, oh my god, didn't? Ryan! I don't think so. 
It's what does the payphone have to do with the case? Uh, <laughs> I'm Dick yeah, Mullen absolutely. over here. That's true. <laughs> my my well, Harry the was used it to call my him. Harry was someone who drowned himself in his I'm definitely not uh, realistic to myself at all. Uh, absolutely drowns himself in like his mistakes and his regrets. It does not hide from it at all. But like maybe like just does too much of not hiding from it or something like that. It, like just dives deep in there till mm. it hurts. I just um, wanted to see what would happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I guess my Harry, not that he's afraid of what he's done, not, not that he regrets, but that he realizes it's time to move forward. Oh, yeah. Way better. Way better uh, uh, choice than uh, than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that um, was pretty much it for my day one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then day two begins. And I imagine as we get further in these days, the, the paths we all took are going to branch even further and further. Um, mm-hmm. The big points for me on day two were meeting Everard, yep. meeting Joyce, mm-hmm. um, getting into a particular lorry. Getting oh, you did the Lori side quest. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So the get, one with the wow, club, right? you got in that quick. Oh yeah, I I convinced uh, oh. Mister Mister uh, P- Poetry Lori driver there. You can talk to to like. Oh, I love him. Get, yeah, he's yeah, nice. He's nice. I, I made you him turn on his bitch. best friend and give me the key. <laughs> you son of a bitch! I talked wow. to the you. Turned guy. him into a rat. I didn't want to be mean to him. He was really nice. I I didn't want to be mean to him. I also didn't really like that side quest. I had a real moral dilemma with some of the side quests of like. I, you know, these side quests really teach, like a lot of like CRPGs and RPGs in general, try to like tease out your moral intuitions about, about conundrums and stuff like that, ethical Mm -hmm. issues. And um, yeah, like Disco Elysium is definitely up there for me in doing that um, with the stuff you can do for Everard or the stuff you can do for Joyce. And it's always really clever because they always give you ways to like get around it or to do it, but not really do it. They give you like, just enough rope to hang yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Um, but I went to Everart first. Uh, I mm. got a key card from my first adventure into the shipyard the night prior after getting my coat. Mm. And I uh, was able to sneak in no problem. Got into his office and sat on a very rickety, rickety chair and proceeded to die. Uh, <laughs> on this chair. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. He almost uh, killed me, but I I had brought um uh you know plenty of prescription pills, not drugs, of course, prescription pills. Uh-huh. Um, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to get through that experience, yeah. I just didn't sit down. Do you I, were able to pass that check? Yeah, I didn't sit down. Nice. I could wow. pass that. Absolute check. legend. Absolute legend. Was Love it hard? It. I don't remember. Yeah. They just kept asking. Yeah. He was like, please sit. And I was like, no. You can just stand off and then I like you if you fail, you just you have to sit down. Really? Yeah. 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 I think oh, that's yeah. What I'd be so to me. mad. I think that's <laughs> I what happened that. to me too. I love it so and much. I forced to sit down. That's crazy. No, yep. I didn't sit down ever. <laughs> that's yeah. badass. In I love this game it. at all. <laughs> oh, man, Harry never sits. I it sat and died. Sitting kills. Wow, that's why I don't do it. You guys are worried about drugs. Have you thought about sitting? (laughs) (laughs) I hear it's bad for your health. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Have you thought about sitting? Is terrible. We're all doing it now. Right now, right? Oh no. (laughs) Uh, The sitting elephant in the room. 
Mm-hmm. And Everard is the leader of the union. Um, he's the one, you know, uh, fighting with Wild Pines about trying to get... Well, you know, in in our real world, strikes are usually about better working conditions, more pay, more benefits, whatever various things the union's trying to get for their employees. Um, yeah, absolutely. And in this one, it's trying to get every member of the union a seat on the board. That's where... Every single one, all 5,000 of them, mm-hmm. or whatever it was. That's that's what they're fighting for Every here. member, a seat on the board. A seat on the board, yep. Uh, and so I remember one of two things Everard has... So Everard has done his research about you. He knows that you have uh, lost your badge and your firearm... Uh, and is, like, willing to help if you help him. I remember he wants to get some signatures. Is that the only thing, or is there one other, like, shady thing? He wants you to knock on a weasel's door. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's the the fucking fascist who's a racist, also. Really? Wait, can you ever get in there? Uh, Yeah, I I got in there before. He, He The yellow mug is what is his... Oh, I see. I waited until way later because I didn't want to help Everett. Also, I lied. I got the body down on the second day. I also talked to Everett on the second day. I'm a huge fucking liar. I'm so sorry. I the can't believe podcast over. Yeah, sorry. I'm walking away right now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually leaving now. I'm outraged. I'm about to stand up. I can't believe this. That's right. I've learned not to sit down. I, I'm. I. It I won't kills. stand for this, but I definitely won't sit down either. <laughs> I. I, won't I stand for this. I hated I that I did lights. it, but I wound up unlocking that door um, because Woo! I didn't see another way to like yeah. get information. I was I was feeling a little lost at this point, and I was like, "Well, this is my one freaking lead. I, I guess I've got to like got to pursue it. Yeah. Fall fall into this trap a little bit." But I did. I forged one of the signatures, so I I you can forge a signature. Helped yeah. him, yeah. When you've got enough uh, motorics, hand eye coordination. So you gave him, you gave him the paperwork back. Oh no! You 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 forge the signature and drop it in. But according, that's to- what I'm saying. You gave him back the paperwork. Yeah, essentially. I I didn't. I, I mailed it. I fucking refused. So, you mailed no, it. According, you just mail it. According to uh, what the game told you, if you forge the signature, it doesn't actually help him in the long run. Well, after, no. After I, the I conclusion. I got the signatures and then got rid of the the letter. No, <laughs> I completely. I was like, no, fuck this guy, fuck yeah. ever. I don't care. It's not worth it. I mailed it in and I didn't even end up getting my gun. I forged. I forged it and then I mailed it and uh, I knew Everard wasn't going to win in the long run. So I was like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I didn't I just even get my fucking it. gun. No, that's fair, Rob. I mean, it got too late. The yeah, the probably. gun is the most involved side quest. I would probably one of the most involved side quests of the whole game is getting your gun. It it it, it almost necessarily takes days to um, do it. Yeah, two the, or three. Yeah. I would have finished the game a day sooner if I didn't go to get the gun. Yeah, that's I what I did. It. I would have finished on seven had I gotten my gun. Yeah, um, I would yeah. have finished on. I didn't. I didn't get my gun the first time, but when I went back on the same file, but a little bit earlier in the run, I did get my gun. So. I, I never even finished that aspect. I was like, I'll just deal with it as it comes. Mm-hmm. Where is your gun? So, oh boy. Uh, this Lighting. is later. I don't know how we want to approach this, but this is kind of like later. But yeah, basically someone has your gun in the 
um, fishing market district, and Everett uses connections to bring her out of hiding. Had we met her before? No. She's okay, a completely like new her. character. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You had sold it to the pawn shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And then a, a lady who um, needs more attention in her life in multiple ways. Uh, it's it's a little sad, more than a little sad, yeah. honestly. But um, yeah, it's very sad. Winds up getting a hold of it. Uh, and Everard, if you help him enough, tells you how to. Uh, locate this person in the fishing village. Okay. And, there is uh, actually, um, I was able to get the the Hardy Boys to the Hardy Boys. Yeah, yep, that's it. Yep. Yes, Time I was like, am I confusing that with the with the? No, story, it's with part the of the part of the joke. That's yeah. part of the joke. Um, yeah, I was able to get them to promise me that they would help her and find her help and and like, oh. support her. Yeah, I like was that. as well. They're like, we, we we she's got a son that lives out this way. We know how to get in touch with him. We'll make sure yeah. that uh, that made me feel real a lot better about the side mission, the whole hmm. situation. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I need uh, to go back and actually meet her. I just yeah. missed the appointment. I read a book until it was time. Yeah, that's what I did. That's what I wound up doing. I um so I've said a few times now, like the day that I met the cryptozoologist that night I was going to Ruby. Well, I the first time I went to Ruby, I didn't have my gun and I was able to get through that first night? No, the fourth night, but the the night the the night of the first meeting with the cryptozoologist. Oh, okay. Which is like the fourth day. I was like, you can't um, even get over there on the first night. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't get there until the third day. No. Right. Yep. Uh, oh, where was I? Uh, so I'd done the Ruby thing, and then things happen after the meeting with Ruby, mm-hmm. uh, and I had immediately gone back to the uh, the hotel to sleep because it was like 9, 10 at night as I met Ruby, and then those things happened, and I was very displeased with how they happened. Yeah. And I was like, I want my gun. So I reverted a save. <laughs> yeah. Re- re- well, went and got the gun. And then immediately the next day, went to Ruby, came back, did that, and and was, was further on. But that's that's a couple days away still. Hmm. Um, yeah. My, my second day was filled with a lot of what Rob's first day was on his first playthrough, which was talking a lot to Joyce, getting hmm. a deeper understanding of the broader world around us, talking to Everard, understanding some of the larger people in play uh that was what my second day was filled with yeah i don't i don't remember a ton of specifics about my second day i know it was probably more talking to joyce um probably trying to figure out the doomed commercial district a little bit um more with the uh trying to set up like side quests with joyce and everard and deciding which one i wanted to do and why and that stuff um uh, let's see. Probably a little bit more stuff with Kuno. Yeah. Uh, like Kuno. Oh. I, hate him. <laughs> uh, I think I met the dice maker on like the second day. I don't think uh, I've I met, met this her. Dice maker. I, I met, met her, her first. Oh. I met her. Yeah, you can meet her like really early on. Uh-huh. But it was, that was the earliest I'd ever met her, uh, and she's so sweet. All over the I, commercial. I, yeah, she's really nice actually. I love her. Yeah. She, so I, she's in the doomed commercial area upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, above she the furnace, behind. essentially. Yeah, there's a there's a spot in particular you can find. Uh, so my second day was also primarily Doom Commercial District, um, and uh, Everett. But so yeah, when you get up there, if you your perception's high enough, or like you have your flashlight and you go in a corner, you can see a little alcove that's kind of tucked away, and you can go through. And then she's like hidden behind there. Okay. Yeah, I I dabbled with the doomed uh, 
commercial area. I think that was on my, no, that had to be day two because the third day was just exploring across the, Mm -hmm. across the other area. Um, I guess I either, I, my perception wasn't high enough or I just missed going into that corner deep enough, but I, uh, nearly broke my leg kicking that door down in the bookstore. (laughs) Whoa, really? (laughs) Yeah, I passed it, but like, uh, you kicked it down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or tackled it down, however that went, yeah. Did the little wards not scare Oh, you? with the with the fucking book uh, bookshop owner who I also hate. God, she's terrible. She's what is her terrible. name? Uh, uh, Playsance. Playsance. Yeah. Uh, no, the wards didn't scare me at all. I, I, I like I under at this point I I understood that there were like magics in the world of some sort, but mm-hmm. I was not necessarily under the impression of exactly how present and real they were. Hmm. So those, the, like seeing them didn't trigger a really strong reaction out of me at this point in any way, shape yeah. or form. Yeah. I, I love the whole side quest with the, with Plaisance and getting in and just mm-hmm. becoming like a paranormal detective, yeah. like pretending to be a paranormal detective to gain entry. Uh, it, it's, it's incredible writing. Uh, just the way they utilize the drama skill and yeah, I like, played super high drama. Awesome. If That's you awesome. Can't tell. <laughs> I'm here for it. Uh, it like it's, it's really good. Cause that's basically like your charisma or deception um, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of other analogs, but it like conversing with her and just like, yeah, Oh yeah. I'm, I, I'm an expert in my field and I'm, you know, I'm here to investigate this, Chris. That's yeah. why I'm in this area. I will help you, okay? Yeah. Do you want your business to fail? No? I'm an expert. Let me in. <laughs> let me go touch that ice bear. Let me in. Let me I'll in. help. Let me in, Eric Andre. Speaking <laughs> of ice bear, when you guys got the body down, did you have to do anything with the ice bear? I did my first playthrough. I didn't. wasn't able to get the body down early enough to do that. Oh, okay. I... I had never been, done that before, but yeah, I actually got to do it, and I wasn't sure what the purpose was. I think I actually had to look up, like, what is the purpose of putting the body in there? And uh, yeah, I figured out. But, well, right, but um, there's also like s- certain extra things that you can find on the body, especially if you. Have did really you not good do that? Inland, I did. Yeah, oh, okay. I was able to. So the first time I was able to do that on accident, I stumbled into it, mm-hmm. or I think I passed the right check because I got the body down early because of the the shot. Uh, and then I f- discovered the uh, the fridge. And for those who don't know, like, so in the basement of the Com- Dune Commercial District, there is um, a massive, like, ice cream Huge. bear thing, which is, I love the whole conversation uh, narration that's there about, like, who the fuck wants to buy ice cream from a menacing a bear? giant polar bear with red <laughs> so glowing good. eyes. Yeah. It's scary looking. It's yeah. great. Um, I would I would buy ice cream from that bear. I would absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get the chance. So I got that body down first day. It we did the the field autopsy and it immediately got shipped off. I found that the next day and I was like, well, I guess this is where I could have put the body because I remember seeing somewhere like find a a fridge for it or whatever. But I'm like, but it's already gone. So right. So So did you know anything about a bullet in regard to the body? Not so, yeah, I talked to Klausia. So yeah, ah. that's that's where uh, the first day I passed that autopsy, 
because I had preserved it and was able to get the yeah. the stuff for it to help my, me succeed and yep. discovered the so. Uh, I mean, this is a spoiler cast. So what happened is, um, the the hanging was a cover up, mm-hmm. and you discover that when you like if you by happen to have passed the autopsy, you discover it was a it was a cover up because there's a bullet in his throat, mm-hmm. and. They they hung him to kind of cover it up, and it that's such a cool way to discover what's happening in this world by and fingering with, his mouth. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you could completely miss it mm-hmm. and fail your way out of so discovery crazy. This way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had no idea until I was. I guess that's the other thing I did on day two after talking to Everart and Joyce was I talked to the Hardy Boys. And mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and the the sweet gardener who was actually the lawyer for <laughs> for the union. What? Oh, what? what a twist! She was sitting in a perfect spot to watch all your movements that first. What? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and you know they they long conversation with them. I didn't. I grew to love the Hardy Boys. Um, oh, yeah, and that's one of the mm-hmm. reasons why. Uh, when I went and did a thing where I didn't have my gun, I was like, well, I have to come back and do this with my gun because, well, it's a spoiler cast. Basically, all the Hardy Boys died. Um, and I was like, I hate this outcome. <laughs> so Yeah, the best outcome for that is that only a couple die, I think. And I think, I, for me, that's brutally realistic. But yeah, we'll get to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, we will get to that because um, I have thoughts on that. <laughs> and they're, I know. they're conflicting, but it's, I don't know. Anyway, um yeah, so the uh, the Hardy Boy conversation leads you to meet with and talk with Klasia, who is the girl you met on the first day who was mm-hmm. smoking a cigarette up inside the building, kind of like gives you the first rundown of your police officer here to investigate a murder. Um, Klasia is a dancer, singer, entertainer. It's like Miss Saranya disco dancer. Yeah. Um, and has been very popular at the uh, the bar and hotel here. She's been staying, uh, and the the Hardy Boys tell you that they all equally hung this body, which, which is a very good anti-arrest tactic that mm-hmm. protesters sometimes do. Is they all take equal responsibility that way, no one gets singled out and no one gets the harsher punishment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if anyone else did this. I had denoted that there was another set of footprints mm-hmm. beyond just yep. the Hardy, all the Hardy boys footprints back there. So I was drilling them, trying to find that out. Um, eventually I got Titus to admit about, uh, we will come to know is Ruby, mm-hmm. uh, and Klasia, uh, the, the, the longer bit of that. And then we go, upstairs. I'm sorry, Ryan, don't you mean Titus? Obviously it's Titus, <laughs> not Titus. <laughs> How do I disconnect Dory? (laughs) (laughs) God. Um, We go up and talk to Klasia, and uh, we notice that one of her windows is very new. Mm. Extremely new. Um, And eventually, through much coercing, find out that uh, our dead man was shot and then hung. Mid-coitus. Mid, mid-coitus. That is one of the more brutal descriptions. Uh, is it? No, I think maybe it's talked about later in the game when uh, the murderer talks about uh, doing it while he was still inside her. And I'm like, oh yep. my goodness, this is no punches pulled. 
no punches pulled. Yeah, there's uh, and I just posted in this cha- uh, the channel, but there's when you're bra- doing like a breakdown if you do the forensics of the crime scene. Yeah, uh, the shot. I love those forensic shots. By the way, they're done it's so well. Really nice. Incredible the yeah. composition there. Like I had to to stop for a moment and just sit and appreciate every little bit that's going on in that image mm-hmm. that is like the design, the film reel text crawl on the side. And then like, you know, the iconography with each of your emotions and skills, the, the opaque image of a guy having sex with the bullets, the strings, like the bullet threads leading directly into his neck like every part in composition with like the map with like a prime b prime b double prime everything about it is spectacular yeah 100 percent. it is and I, I loved looking at this game constantly amazing yeah. table setting yeah <laughs> um yeah, so that was my day two was I guess finding mm. out a little bit more about this murder meeting bigger players in the world um I guess starting to help Everart because I saw no other path for me forward in, in that mm-hmm. hunt. Um, anyone else have anything interesting for day two? You guys were able to get up into her room on day two? I believe so. Maybe that was day three? That was day three for me for sure. Yeah, I think that was day three for me as well. I want to say it was day two because I'm 80% positive day three was spent almost entirely exploring the fishing village. Fishing village. Uh, going into the yeah. church, talking to the kids outside the church, and just exploring yeah, that. Area. That was my day three. Was church? I, it was like the church the whole day. I was day two, and I know this because at that screenshot, I can see twenty three fifty eight. It was just before midnight. I wow. got in in there. I don't Damn, remember how okay, do you get in there. I I I can't remember. I think I talked with um, with Titus, passed the check, and then got to uncover. That it was Classia involved. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you and then talk so to it, Titus, mm-hmm, and it leads you to go up there, and because he alludes to like, yeah, I had sex with her. We all did, uh, kind of a thing. And so you go up and t- to talk to her about, to get more, you know, skinny on the dirt, and kind of have a, a long conversation about everything. And I, I will say the discussions with Classia, and this is definitely not a hot take, are some of the best in the whole game. Yeah, I mean, there's really? just, yeah. It's a great conversation. I, I think I, I think it's she's such an interesting character. There's a lot of facets to her past and what's going on, her emotions towards the person who was killed, towards mm-hmm. the killer, towards the Hardy Boys, um, towards herself, towards where she's from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it, she the conversations even break the meta of the whole game up until this point because your brain eventually has this, oh, shit moment where it's like she's been fucking with us the whole time emotionally i thought that was interesting i just don't like her as a character i think Uh, she's selfish and cowardly yeah i mean that's possible yeah i i i viewed her as someone that was in a position that like had made made bad decisions and then they kind of snowballed into worse and worse consequences and trying to live with them Mm -hmm. uh and while still like meeting this person and then kind of falling for them as shitty a human being as he is and still seeing value in, in that relationship. That guy sucked. Yeah. He's terrible. <laughs> he was the he, worst. He's, he's a fucking terrible human being. 
but there there is something that it like despite that there is something of value like there's a kinship that she had with him that i thought i thought was really interesting They're, they were both really fucked up and not great yeah. human beings and they found something in each other that is better than both of them and like that doesn't make it that doesn't make them cool or good yeah it doesn't make them good it, people by any it doesn't make them good people but it makes it for me it makes it interesting yeah, yeah. i don't know it just it just gave me the vibes of like like almost a high schooler girl was like, I want a bad boy. Ooh, you know what I like? It just it came off as super fucking immature, like self it, like just really naive. She came off as extremely naive, and I, I just fucking hated her, dude. I think she is incredibly intelligent. She outmaneuvers just about everybody. She gets protected very easily. I mean, you almost don't even discover She's the manipulative. Truth. Yeah. But I think in terms of, like, her bringing destruction upon others, it's a lot of naivety and, like, selfishness. She doesn't seem to really care. She just runs away. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting character. She's an interesting character. I think it's great that they've made me dislike a character so much. That's obviously great character writing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. like, I think it's very compelling that all of this happened like how all this transpired because of these things. And it's, it's like the uh, movie Nightcrawler, the main character yeah. there. Mm. Fucking hate that guy. That is excellent writing because that guy yeah. sucks. He's <laughs> yeah. the worst. I would I would say that about that. I'd say that about Breaking Bad. I would say yeah. that to a certain extent with Game of Thrones. Yeah, there's, there's a talent in making you hate certain characters but still keep playing because you want to know what they're going to say or what's going to happen. Incredibly, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard thing to pull off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I Klausia, yeah. to me feels like someone who got caught in the machine and can't figure their own way out. Whatever that machine is, you know, she got roped into being a corporate espionage agent. Uh, yeah, and, that stuff's super interesting. And that just threw her life into a spiral that she does not know how to undo. And now she's just living with the consequences of that decision from her past. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a good thing, but it is what it is. And mm-hmm. that is so real, you know, yeah. That, yeah. that no matter like it's, it's, it's honest to exactly. It's, it, it feels so real that I, I can commiserate even if I don't love her. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So uh, that's day two. That's probably day two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's well, day two. Okay. Well, so, so I breaking down more of the, cause I, like I, I tore down all of, uh, Doom com- commercial district. Like mm-hmm. I, I spent most of my day in there, uh, and so did y'all find? Did you y'all found the uh, the blackboard or the chalkboard with the yeah. RPG that they were making? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah I, I I love that. There's um seeing what like what caused that business to fail, uh, and there's a there's a fun em- uh, thing with empathy where um, when you're looking at it where he. It says, everyone is constantly teetering on the edge of an abyss, an abyss of production. These squares look orderly, but beneath them is chaos, worry, pain. And then you keep reading, and as time goes on, the number of boxes, the numbers in the boxes grow rarer and rarer. The board becomes empty, snowfield in the final days. Only failure and regret dwell in this region. And that hit me because there is something to like, the the ambition and aspiration in trying to create something that you know and this is like anyone that's a creator of any kind 
you struggle with this, like you, you have this, this drive and ambition of what it could be and its potential. And then, you know, something like feature creep happens, uh, and game development or just production schedules, not lining up and everyone's there kind of holding hands sometimes trying to just not fall in and seeing you know the the artifacts of a failed business like this um you know rings pretty hard and it's really well written yeah and i mean like that is the stuff like to me that's that's resonating with like 10 minute conversation about the engine in kim's motor car where in other games that side stuff would get a paragraph or two and be like oh cool world building but here it's a 20 minute deep dive into exactly how not only this game world works but it mirrors so well how the real world works Mm -hmm. uh and it's 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 not just this passing thing of oh there was a business here it's like oh no there was this business dozens of people were employed here there were months of maybe this is going to work. We want this to it, 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 it fleshes everything out, not just the main points that the story is trying to hit. It, I yeah. Think that's and, why this game is so believable mm-hmm. and really draws you in is because they don't just touch on things, right? When, when two people are having an in-depth conversation about, Oh, like, let, tell me about like your car. Like, this is something I'm actually interested in. And the, the guy is obviously very excited to talk about his car. Like it's going mm-hmm. to be a super in-depth, long conversation. I think a lot of games don't take the time to develop that and really address that appropriately to mirror a real life conversation. Yeah. yeah Cause it's, it's like, it's a, of an incredible choose your own adventure novel brought to life. Um, that, that rewards you f- constantly for pulling at threads, mm-hmm. which Curiosity. is so, yeah, and it's so incredibly difficult to even comprehend like how to do that. Uh, and I, th- so I mean, you can tell we're gushing about this game, but I, I love how that pay- constantly pays off. Wait a yeah. second, all of us love this game? Yes. Oh, that's weird. I didn't pick that up. <laughs> I didn't pick that up. Um, yeah, but yeah, and that's I mean, that's my day too. All right, and and every day has more of these threads to pull. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And day three, the. Uh, the landlock, the land bridge, uh, whatever it's called, uh, closes again. They get it repaired, and then we can travel to the fishing village and the other half of this area of Revachol that we have not been able to visit up to this point because it's kind of been blocked off. Um, and day three, I spent basically all my time over here. I, I maybe went back to the pawn mm-hmm. shop a time or two for something, but I, I really was this side of the bridge all of day three. I went north and talked to the kids camping out outside the church. Uh, I met the cryptozoologist that day. Yeah. Um, I, mm-hmm. I would go on to meet Ruby, but then revert my save and actually meet her at the beginning of day four um, for reasons uh i think i think we had the same reason there (laughs) but i didn't i didn't revert it i just let it happen Mm, i i wasn't upset with the 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 ruby thing it was the thing that comes after the ruby thing that i was upset with and was we'll talk about it well yeah Mm -hmm. yep we'll get there i'm curious we will get there um because i I do plan on talking about how my first experience in day three went (laughs) and how Mm -hmm. uh the rest of it went but yeah i uh 
I met the older lady in town who will offer you a room. Um, did anyone mm. take her up on that offer? I did. Mm-mm. Okay. Did you go searching in, Rob? Yep. So you found yep, the bullet on the floor. <laughs> yep. Oh, wait. I went in the room eventually, but I didn't sleep there. Oh, I never slept I was, there either. I, I stayed I there to... after meeting Ruby. I was able to save a ton of money. Uh, I saved ten percent on my car insurance by switching to this to room. Geico. <laughs> yeah, Geico. Wow. Save me fifteen percent or more on my car insurance. Um, no, yeah, this is the best hack in the whole game. It's not even a hack, right? But on day three, like you just get offered this room by this nice old lady, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that's where that's where I did the the shaving. That's where that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, absolute mistake. But I mean, yes. I do I do it I do it every time because I'm like. I feel like inward change has to be reflected outwardly. So I'm just like, I'm going to shave that. If I get rid of the expression, I would have, um, but I couldn't. So He See, looks better with the... I, I know. It, it hides his face. And honestly, for better or worse, that's yeah. a... It needs yeah. to be hidden. I, I like the shaved look. Really? I like, I, I like shaved Harry. He looks I, like a naked mole rat. <laughs> As someone that is very partial to facial hair, I liked, I preferred the mutton chops being on, but similar, but yeah, but similar to what, uh, to echo what Dory had said, there is something about like, there's a psychological component that comes to committing to a decision like that to impact change upon yourself, to reflect that, like be symbolize the change for yourself. And I use that as an opportunity for Harry to commit to like going sober and mm-hmm. moving forward and like trying to solve this case. But I, I also got to correct myself. It wasn't day. It was the night I met Ruby. It was day three that night. I stayed there. And then day four after I'd met Ruby, but I, you can't sleep there because uh, Kim's like, no, we got to go anyway. Um, yeah. And spending the time i managed to fix the expression that he has Mm -hmm. and yeah he's just so sad yeah i never fixed the expression so he still had that smile with the shave for me and he looks so sad i i just googled a picture of shaved harry to refresh my mind make sure i agree with it and it was with sad expression and that is terrible yeah (laughs) that's what i had it's really bad so depressing. It's very bad. I think but there's the a realness first, there. Yeah. But there's there's a realness there that I really appreciate and really Same. respect. And I think if you know, I, I, I totally respect keeping the bearded look, keeping the keeping the expression. I respect that. But for me it's like there's a realness and in, in letting Harry feel how he actually feels and look how he you know, and start over. I mean, if he wants to grow a beard again, I, I'm not it's not like I'm mm-hmm. against him having a beard, but yeah. it's just like all right, like beards. let's let's start this all over again, and then if we yeah. want a beard, we'll get a beard. And let's um, look at ourselves anew. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's a physical representation of turning a page. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, for sure. Um, I will say on day three, um, this is the day I went to the payphone. Uh, don't ever go to the fucking payphone in this game. Uh, it's a mistake. It's a trap. Uh, I knew what I was doing, and I still did it, <laughs> and I hate myself uh, a lot. Um, so Harry. if people don't know, uh, Harry's very sad. Um, he's a very sad man because the love of his life divorced him three. They weren't six? even married. You're, yeah, they weren't even they weren't even married. They were like, I think they were about They're to be engaged. engaged. They were engaged. Thank you. That's why I got confused. Uh, um, and uh, and so, you know, basically he's 
uh, divorced sad man, sad dad uh, vibes. That was um, so long ago. It was like, what, three, three or four six years? years? Three or four years. No. Harry. <laughs> Come on, man. Do more drugs oh. or something. Figure it the fuck out. Go. <laughs> Not go to therapy. More Stop drugs. Stop being, that is being therapy, sad. Right? Take a bunch of drugs, Harry. Sure. Come on. Well, it was working for him. So that's the thing. That's part. That, that's part of what I like uh, is before getting onto the res- resolution of that phone call is why he is so sad. Is the dude worked himself to death? He like he was he was he's like so I unlocked early on Super Cop uh, mm-hmm. as an option and because Harry is a fucking incredible police officer, human and has, yeah and has solved so many cases that has come at a huge cost and there's yeah. an incredible line that ha- that you get where uh, of narration where it's what do, you can't even begin to imagine the psychic and psychological ramifications of being the person that constantly daily meets people on the worst day of their life. Mm-hmm. I just checked. It was six years. Six okay. years. Okay. But oh, any, anyway, that the, like just the amount of trauma that he has that he doesn't ever deal with. And yeah. like, that's I don't think, I don't think it's relationship. just, yeah, I don't think it's just, um, his his ex wife. I mean, that's obviously right, a right. huge component of it. But I, I, yeah, it's definitely working himself to death, seeing so much violence, so much trauma, um, not dealing with it, being an alcoholic. Yeah, dude needs therapy. Like, I think he was uh, prone yesterday. to sadness anyway. Yeah. She said the reason that she left was because of his inability to talk like a normal person, and also his spells of sadness was mm-hmm. too much. Yeah, and and yeah, and uh, the. But that, like, it makes sense when he never deals with anything, yeah. right? Yeah, he's yeah. he's never dealt with anything in his life, and so it just continues forward and forward for and forward, like just like a, a bull charging at a series, like a hallway of uh, red capes. That he, it like that stuff has to be dealt with. Yeah, you have to deal with that stuff, and so it finds ways to manifest and haunt you. Until eventually it just becomes a rigid smile. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, on the, I on the pay I did phone. Have this phone. Yeah. <laughs> so the pay phone. So when you go up to the pay phone, there's a list of numbers you can call. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a couple normal uh, <clears throat> places you can call. Um, and then there's uh, a phone number. There's a check for remembering a phone number. It's a long uh, distance number. It's a long distance number. Do and you, you want to know test. it? Yeah. The like, number? Do I want to know it? Sure, go for it. <laughs> it is 00141444711736145167451451. It's absolutely like the longest string long of numbers. Distance, long distance. Yeah, long distance long. And so um, you get I you – eventually you call and um, this woman's voice picks up. Uh, and I mean – I don't know who this voice actress is, but please don't ever put her on anything else again. (laughs) Her voice alone just broke my heart hearing it again, especially here. But even the first time I played this game, like I I knew I had fucked up when I heard her voice. 
Like the way she answers the phone, the way the conversation keeps creeping along. I was like, I have done fucked up. Like I have made an error today. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, this it's basically Harry's ex and she's like, why are you calling? And like, what's going on? And like Harry, you know, you can have Harry say various things like, Oh, I'm on the case. I'm solving a case. And she's like, yeah, you're always solving a case. What else is new? Um, And he's like, but I'm really close to solving it. And this is the biggest one so far. And she's like, yeah, that's what you always say. So, and she's in bed with another man. Oh, is she? Oh, that's right. She is. Yep. Absolutely. She's already moved on because it's been fucking like, what? What was it? Six Eight years. years? Six years? Harry? Yep. Move okay. on! That, he can't. He does not know how to move on. I, that's, I his, his, that long. that's his entire life is not being able to move on. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he moves forward. He doesn't move on. Yeah. exactly that's true i really wish i uh i had done this phone call because hearing this whole explanation I- you should you should look at the youtube it is it is it's literally like really a haunting great. chilling it's a sucker bad. punch to the gut of your soul it's just like it's, and i had experienced it's it awful before and it still fucking destroyed me second hand yeah. cringe so hard Figure it out, <laughs> yeah. i i can understand and relate to that yeah, 100%. absolutely. That's I what don't. makes it hit so hard. It is not at all a reach in any way, shape, or form to say that I have been in those shoes Harry's in. Six years. Yeah. You got to move on, Stubbs. I'm sorry. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am now. That, that's, that's, so, just an that's so unbelievable for me. Six years? I'm, I'm in I, a better place. I believe it. I yeah. literally years, multiple years of my life. So, so look, look at it like this. There's an, there's an interesting thing of time dilation that occurs when your life consists solely of alcohol and drug abuse, that time ceases to exist in a linear fashion. It is simply something that transpires around mm-hmm. your one timeline. That is a constant st- state. That is the same state constantly and so six years might as well be 10 years might as well be a week yep it's all the same yeah and it's fucking terrible Mm -hmm. yeah but anyway i just i had to talk about the payphone because it's yeah uh, that's really important scene and yeah i I, ryan i recommend you check it out or i mean play it again and live for yourself but i don't know if i recommend that i will i I, you should that's something i'll I'll live Mm -hmm. through um (laughs) as, as someone who has lived through it yeah, uh, I think I can handle it, but that that's that's amazing to hear. I yeah, um, not that it's like a gendered issue, but I do feel like men, a lot of men especially, have a more difficult time expressing their emotions in times like that. Yeah. And it is oh, I definitely think it's a gendered thing because men are generally told to not societal expectations. I think that's I think that's getting better over time, but I mean, yeah. I think generally there's still a lot of problems with men expressing themselves. And yeah. um, excuse me, um, that I don't think is necessarily applied to for women, which it sucks because it sucks for both both of them because um, mm-hmm. it ends up harming women, it ends up harming men, it ends up harming anybody really. Yeah, um, it's not beneficial. There's literally no pros to not being able to discuss how you feel. Yeah, in a it's just way. yeah, it's pride. It's um, pride. It, it, yeah. Yeah, it's the, the the thing is what it is dealing with, contending with in like in this situation is it's the the expectation that you're above being weighed down by your emotions. But the mm. thing is, like those weight emotions have weight anyway, and they will suffocate you. And the, yeah, if you don't address it exactly. or anything, you you end up 
wallowing. Right. And that's what Harry's life is. Yeah. It's just six years. Yes. Harry, six fucking years. <laughs> but that's the thing. Time the time, the number is irrelevant. The number is just is just an etch on a, on a wall somewhere, uh, in in his life. Yeah. But I, I'm, it's, I, I, I'm not afraid to say that that was four years of my life. Yeah, like literally, no problem saying that there were four years of my life. Poof, in in very yeah. very similar fashion to Harry's six years. Oh my god! Because the days like there's there's a part where you just your days mean nothing. And yeah, every you, day there's, there's no is the day before and is going to be the same as the day after it. Right. Yeah. I've been yeah, in, I've been in depressive episodes where um yeah, I've I've felt similar. I mean, I I've I haven't used alcohol or drugs to self-medicate on that level, but absolutely I've used other forms of self-medication. Oh, um yeah, yeah, no, I totally get that. And but I just want to say that just so I'm like, "Oh, you know, I didn't Oh I didn't no, yeah, so I get that. it. I get it." Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, there's definitely been people in my life who I've wanted to make this call to, uh, even years after the fact, there's still people I feel every once in a blue moon, I'll feel like a small urge and then I'll be like, no, do not do that. Bad idea. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, Better devils. That shit is such a passing thought for me. Yeah. At this point. I think, I think that's where I'm at too. That's healthy. That's the right attitude. But we're yeah. broken people. <laughs> oh, man. It, it took years yeah. to get to the point where I can yeah. be okay with all that stuff. Yeah. I, I completely relate. And that's part of why that, like, I was in tears when that phone call hit. That, that would have like, put me in tears. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I was in tears because, like, it, it's, it is such a raw and honest depiction of things that I have, have have had happen to me in my life. Yeah. I've never and, had it happen, but it is absolute emotional gut punch. It's yeah. probably the most I was affected the whole game in terms of emotions um, because I, I got what Harry was doing, even though it was incredibly awful and, and not good mm-hmm. and shouldn't have been done. But anyway, Disco Elysium, everybody. Fun game. Great game. Go play. Great game. Great Very game. happy, goofy disco game. Uh, <laughs> gonna have drugs Insert in gif of Harry <laughs> 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 no, it, it's, it's great for that reason, though. It's great because it's real. Most definitely. It, it Most does, definitely. does not pull its punches. It, it will absolutely uppercut you into the gut as hard as it possibly can at every opportunity. Um, yeah. And those are the reasons that this is a great game. Yeah, not because it knows what it's like to be alive. Exactly, and it's it's not afraid to give that experience to you, whether yeah, whether it's the experience you've lived or the experience someone else has lived. So, how is everyone else's day three? Obviously, this is the day you can uh, you can get to the island. So, what did everybody do besides maybe the payphone? That's right. We're talking about day three. <laughs> <laughs> See, time time's an illusion. <laughs> Uh, um, church. It. I did a lot with the church. Yes. Um, uh, and just a lot of exploring, really. But I think a good bit of my time was spent in the church. So I was playing the PlayStation Five version, and mm. this is where I ran into my first set of bugs that oh, really boy. put me back. Really? Oh no! Uh, now I will say that this was a big port job, and and I think by and large they did an incredible job, but. 
and has since uh, fixed and that. have since been fixed. I mean, they fixed almost all of the major issues within a week, maybe two. Yeah. It was really impressive. Wait, what um, was honestly. the bug though? Um, so the bug was that when you went over to your car and you were waiting with Kim, it just wouldn't. You couldn't interact with it, and so you couldn't get your medal oh. back. You couldn't get your jacket back or whatever. Um, you couldn't, or not metal, you couldn't get your badge back. Mm. Um, and so, um, I couldn't, I couldn't do any of that and it really sucked. And there was another bug that I couldn't get one of the armor pieces. So I had to wait a really long time to do that too. Um, but yeah, it was awful and, and it really sucked. And I tried everything I could. I found, I found a couple of tips online on Reddit about how to fix it. But yeah, I just had to wait a couple of days, a few days, maybe a week at most. Um, probably less than that, and uh, they had already fixed the bug by then, which was great. But yeah, this was this was the first day I really noticed, like, oh, there's like a couple of noticeable issues. Nothing game breaking, nothing like soft locking, but definitely stuff that will impede your progress with important items. I mean, the badge is pretty dang important. I'd say so. that's close to game breaking. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a hard soft yeah. lock. Yeah. <laughs> hard soft lock. That's yeah. That's that would that would have bummed me out for sure too but like yeah. you like you said it one we got it got fixed but two it, it's that's a tiny team yeah yeah and it's a hard port job and it's their and, first yeah. game too i mean you know i'm willing to be forgiving on this especially because they fixed it sure so dang fast and listen to community feedback but yeah i know it wasn't easy porting it over to the x uh over to the playstation and the reason i said xbox is because i was thinking about the x button and how mm. it used to be how you would have to double click everything with the right, X button right. to, to get anywhere. Um, but they eventually fixed that out, patched that out. And so uh, you only have to click X once, like you have to press on the mouse once on the PC. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what is everyone, everyone played on PC besides me, right? I, I imagine. Yeah, PC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did, did, I, did have... it, I did it for a review, so that makes sense. That's right. That's right. Did PC yeah. people have bugs? I didn't have any. Guys have... I didn't really have. I don't remember any bugs first playthrough and I don't recall. So I had a couple minor bugs Mm -hmm. Uh, there. It was primarily like if I was zoomed in and tried to click on one of those little nodes of text, it would be off screen somewhere. And I'd only get like the last word and I'd zoom out and it'd still continue its placement at the edge of the screen. That was about it. Okay. Yeah. I had that one. I couldn't fast travel. Did you guys know you can fast travel in this game? Yes, nope. I did. I had some difficulties with that as well, was but I was able to make it work every now and then. I just never did. I didn't uh, know you could. <laughs> yeah, it, they don't. Yeah, you can't. They all. don't really advertise it at all. They don't. But you can zero. I just liked walking around. Yeah, I, I don't. Like walking yeah. around. The map doesn't feel large enough to me that I would really need to utilize a fast travel. What do you? What are you, Rob? Some kind of PE teacher? Come on, <laughs> <laughs> running around. Hey, spoilers. <laughs> And then uh, uh, isn't, isn't Harry like the most PE teacher looking PE teacher ass person in the world though? Yeah. Like as soon as that was said later in the it's game, like, oh co- yeah, of course. Like it's so yeah. obvious in retrospect. He looks like a PE teacher that you would have in high school. Yeah, he has the okay. Were you a cop? No. Were you a PE teacher? Okay. Yep, that tracks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. 
I love Kim's reaction. He's like, oh my god, it makes so much sense now. <laughs> All the running around. All the running around. Which mirrored my reaction exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and in the commercial doomed area, when you have the opportunity to lift up the barbell, he's like, this seems familiar to me. Yep. Harry. He's like, mm-hmm. why is this look? did I used to be like a weightlifter or something? And that was like a subtle nod to that as well. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Cool. so good, so good. Um, what did everybody think about the church? I fucking love the church. I church love so all cool. those guys. Woo! Church is one of the best parts of the whole game. One of the best yes. side quests. Yeah. It's so good. I, I had a very limited exposure in the church. I, I went in. I explored around a little bit. I had a moment looking up at a Dolores. The spider. Oh, did the Dolores. The okay. The spider guy? Did you see the spider guy? No, I didn't see the spider guy. Oh. They brought, what's his name in from Dark Souls? No. Patches just hanging out. They brought patches in. Thank you, Rob. I couldn't remember. Yeah. That's why all those. That's why I said all those patches came in from the devs. You know. Uh huh. That makes sense. I no, yeah, killing me. I Ryan, just, you're uh, fucking killing me, man. I just had a moment of like uh, spiritual awakening, looking at the Dolores. It's a Dolores Day, right? That was yes. Name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the stained glass in that church. You didn't even get to see the crab man. God, you didn't even fucking see Crab Man. You I kept saying Spider, but Silent Circle. And you didn't raise up the church and turn it into a rave club. Like yeah, you didn't even. Turn I got. It into a rave I got the. Uh, I met the guys that are like, we want to turn this into a rave spot, but I, uh, I didn't do that. No. Oh. Ryan, I I am demanding at this point that you go back and play you Disco Elysium. This is a threat, the my church, friend. The church and like any storylines involved at, with the church are like some of the best parts of the game. At some point, I'm a busy man. I'm playing five games at a time right now. <laughs> I feel you. No, I feel you. <laughs> Fuck your games. Oh, but, yeah, the, or at least like watch some games. Oh no, I I I do want to. I like I said earlier. I, this is a game every year and a half. I see myself doing another playthrough. You mm-hmm. get to see Kim dance. That's so, if you're if you're good enough if you're good enough I didn't get to do I didn't get the finalization of that quest I got to see Crabman but I didn't I, and I spoke with the kids and got the I had them promised that they wouldn't cook drugs in the church but could turn it into a club I did the same thing uh, yeah, but I did, I did so not see the culmination of that. Oh, yeah, I, I got to the culmination of it. I busted a move so hard that uh, Harry passed out. Same. Um, I didn't <laughs> die, but Harry did pass out and had to be woken up by Kim, who was very worried about him. I love Kim. Did Did anybody not gain Kim's trust? Like, did anybody not get that? Well, I know on PS5 it's a trophy, but I think there's a, it's an achievement. a little yeah. an achievement. Yeah, I think it's yeah. an achievement on Steam or wherever you played mm-hmm. it. Um, so yeah, I, I presume all of us got that. What's that? He, he told me he loves me the most out of everybody on this podcast. Great. <laughs> I believe it. You're the one not drowned down by six years of misery. Yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Six years? Six weeks? Six days? Maybe I could see myself making that. Six years? <laughs> Harry, move or something. I don't know. He came is here for the passion. Oh, that's the worst thing. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, everybody probably got that achievement. But yeah, um, I, I was able to help them set up the rave. I was also able, able to help. I mean, who had a fucking existential crisis about that little tiny hole that was a gap in, like, the sky that the pail was coming through? Yeah. Did everybody look at that fucking side mission? Oh, I missed no. that, too. What? 
Wait, yeah, you can but... see it in the sky? The, you can't see it in the sky, but oh, okay. basically the church is built around this point yes. where the pale is slightly coming through. There's like this infinitesimal space in time where the pale is slowly like tr- like transgressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's Trans- what the sound was about. And that's what the sound was, and is the, that the, the pale is coming through. Well. It's yeah. crazy. That shit was fucking wild. The church is so good. Yeah, the church yeah, is really good. All the side missions there are incredible and very well done. All the characters are great. Hardcore. Um, hardcore. Medium hardcore. hardcore. Medium core. All right, I just sent um, God, I hate it. the video I hate of him so dancing. Yes. Him. I, I love, okay, I, I did not play an authority cop at all because fuck that. But this was the one time I had Harry pull rank. I said, Kim, I am your commanding Same. officer. Yeah. You are going to get on the fucking Fuck dance floor. Get down, Kim. I swear to God, He's Kim, like, I will never command you out. to do anything else in your for, in your flipping life. Just dance. God damn it. And he oh did. Oh, my God. So That's good. amazing. And then he starts dancing. That. He's so cute. Look at him. He's busting yeah. a move. He's like going like this and this. Bro, and honestly, Harry is fucking getting it. Yeah, Harry Harry's got those fucking moves. If you if you pass all those checks, disco. Harry's a fucking beast. Yeah. on the dance floor, disco is hell. I mean, disco is hell. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's great. There's a lot of great quests that are inside of the church that are individual to each member of the rave group um, that are also incredible. Um, and helping the lady with her tech stuff is really uh-huh. great too. That's the one with the the tiny little infinitesimal hole um that the church is in contact with but anyway yeah um the whole the whole church thing is great and then you also meet uh i don't remember her name the boat lady who we were talking about earlier Joyce. oh no no, no. Uh, Other the lady. net picker net picker yeah mm-hmm. i forget her name starts with an l right yeah i believe so i don't remember lillian lillian L- lillian lillian yeah she's lovely as well yeah mm-hmm. and her story about her husband is very sad yeah sad. Wait, did you do the giant blimp thing where you climb up on the statue? No. No. What is that? Did no one do that? I don't know Go what that on. is. You climb on the statue with the horse and the guy. You what? climb up on top of that oh, and send can... off radio signals to a giant oh, blimp oh. in the sky. What? So they'll I've help you. All right, hold on. How's the book going to help us? About this. <laughs> it's like it's like the RCM. It's like another branch of the RCM oh, or something. Gotcha. And you like oh, you buzz up there and you're like, "Yo, shit's going kind of fucking south down here. There's about to be a lot of people dead. I'm on a horse, metal horse. Can we, please? Anybody? <laughs> They're like, no. I, I need <laughs> a video yes. clip of this. This sounds amazing. I've right, never yeah, even me, heard of this. Let me do some googling. Okay. Um. That was amazing. Rob, how was your day three? So my day three was also a lot of, uh, of the fishing village. Um, did not go on the date. Uh, I, so this was where I meet that elderly woman. And then I decided that I did not want to help ever with the, the signatures. Yeah. Cause I got her signature and I felt fucking terrible. Hmm. I felt so bad. I was like, I didn't want to pass that check. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And so I immediately destroyed the, the, I tossed the letter in the garbage. And um, yeah, I went, explored more of this, this, uh, the Northern area met the, met the ravers slash cookers. 
uh, had a really nice conversation with that, the girlfriend, um, mm-hmm. on, by, by the tent and she was wonderful, yeah. just great person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, met the, um, that man with his son mm-hmm. staring at the mural. Yeah. Totally. Just a normal guy. But that guy yeah. saw normal father. He talked way too much. Yeah, he was annoying. I, oh, I found so him annoying. Talking in an RPG. Oh God. But no, <laughs> but just, way he so, just like in real life, people could talk too fucking much. Just keep it to pertinent information. Deliver the news to me and fuck off. I listened to every word Measurehead had to say, like I said earlier, no. so I could understand exactly how much and in what ways to hate his being. I <laughs> I'm an information sponge, so I, I will sit there and just mm-hmm, 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 go on. I'm just curious by nature, uh, yeah. but so I, I also I forgot it was day two for me that I roundhouse kicked Measurehead. So, but I'll I'll talk about it now. Um, so you can get to the point after listening to Measurehead speak for a bit, just like, no, fuck you. I want to get past you to flip that switch. And so I, that's how I got to speak to Everett, I think. Um, so I can't remember. I have the, the footage that should be playing. Uh, oh, it'll be up there. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm in my, uh, my raincoat talking to him and I have my tank top on. And I somehow flew the check. Harry backs up about five to five to ten feet and just runs turns around and levels him hits him square in the neck and just floors him and i have a photo here of the aftermath i will post oh, i want to see this that is just incredible and thus i was in i think i was watching Stubb's stream and i was just like i i fucking did it i love i <laughs> Uh, I can't, I roundhouse kick measured measure head in his measured head and just that seeing him laid out sprawl on the ground like that was just you don't get many moments of validation like that. That's a good feeling even just looking at the photo. Know, right? <laughs> and just Harry standing over him like nah stay down. <laughs> you think about getting up son. Yeah. But the and then also day three was another where I had my other my first my only other death this playthrough well my only death this playthrough I should say, um, where I was talking to Titus Hardy and the Hardy Boys and there was an escalation in the conversation where it got to the point where I told Kim to give me his gun and. The, and then everyone started looking at me and told me to calm down. And then I basically threatened to kill myself. Mm. Now, trigger warning, be, be, be warned here. Uh, you can kill yourself. You can straight up pull the trigger and die. And the game ends. And just you get a newspaper article, deranged cop kills self. And I, was, I, I hit a message around. I was like, that was intense and yeah. really, really hard. Uh, I have lost multiple people to suicide. I had a family member. Um, the reason why I've moved to Utah was because my sister's late husband committed suicide with a gun. 
And so that was really hard for me, but I also really appreciate the fact that the game gave me plenty of opportunity to step away, but also let me decide uh, how to act in that instance with that situation and experience it. And it's like, that's it. Your story's over. Yeah. I think they address a lot of really difficult to tackle yeah. issues in this game. And I think it's really admirable that yeah. they decided yeah. to do so. Yeah. Not and good. yeah, I just, I, I, I have that recorded as well uh, um, for, so that'll also be playing, but it's, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. I, I mean, like we said earlier, that one of the reasons it's so good is that this game isn't afraid to pull punches. It's perfectly mm-hmm. willing to show life to its fullest extent. Um, yeah, in, and in all directions. Yeah, and then immediately like fired it out. And like, th- what's great about it too is after you do that, it takes you to the main menu, and it it just it doesn't even say continue anymore. It just says new game, load game option. So it's like, wow, it's like, wow, done. Yeah. yeah. That's that was really wow. I never knew about that. That's, That's a wild. Really nice touch. I I hope you I hope you had a very recent save or something. Oh, I did. I mean, I I I stepped up what I wanted to do because I I mainly I did it because I um I was recording it and I wanted to see for this what would happen mm-hmm. and have footage yeah. of it. So I saved it immediately. Went back in the conversation and committed to it. And yeah, it totally happened. Mm. That's. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, so that was my day three. <laughs> On a lighter note, uh, with the airship thing, I posted it. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is wild. It's insane. So it's, a, a, I guess, a moralist political vision quest. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's be, why I never saw it. Okay. Yeah, you have to be a moralist to do it. And um, on the topic of earlier, we were talking about the pale. Um this quest has one of the most like poignant and interesting and like trippy depictions of the pale and how it affects the game world. Uh, this quest, you, you're you're calling this airship, which is obviously a great distance away, and there's a lot of interference. Like Kim will be saying something on the line, but he's not actually saying something, and it's just so it's super bizarre. It's really cool. I sent a little video in the thing. I would definitely suggest playing it, and if not playing it, then watching it because it's really cool. That was my first introduction to like the pale and like really seeing what's happening there. Mm. I thought it was super cool. That's amazing. Yeah, I'll have to take a peek at that. Um, yeah, so my the end of my day three got squirrely, where I had uh, met the cryptozoologist. I'd talked to Classia. I'd found out someone was hiding in the fishing village and uh this was the only time i really had to save scum pretty hard because i had like no shivers to uh to have mm. the skill to pass the check on that wall um probably sat for about 20 minutes just reloading till i, I passed that check uh to get into ruby's domain mm. uh got down there without a gun went through the whole thing and uh i let her go i didn't ever kill herself you know i'd gotten enough of her side of the story to realize that she didn't actually do this she's not responsible for this murder um so i let her live and let her go uh i i grabbed her notebook and at this point it was like 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock at night um so we we leave kim and i and we head back to the whirling in rags 
and there is a military tribunal happening in front of the hotel uh, on the night of day three for me. And uh, Jesus, day yeah. three subs. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it was it was rolling for. Well, like I said, I didn't do a lot of. Not because I didn't realize it was side content, but like trying to. F- I love murder mystery stuff. Some of my favorite books are murder mysteries. Uh, mm. So like some, the- some of my best friends are murder mysteries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> um, so that was like this was all super interesting stuff. I was like, what's the next clue? What's the next clue? I got this is wild to me. Um, so I, I was just like so driven into that path that it's not that any of the side missions were bad. I was just so driven into the main yeah. path that I, I had to it's, know. It's, it's Ryan, I know you're going to, so I don't need to convince you, but it's not even optional, man. Like you missed out on like half the fucking game. It's so, the like, whole game. You missed it, the whole yeah. game. I don't think so. You don't, you don't get credits by beating the side missions, Skelly. Uh, <laughs> you don't know. You didn't do it. <laughs> um, no, it's good. No, I'm not saying they're not good. It just the way I, the way things had rolled out for me and presented. He's Dick to Mullen. Me, he is yeah. Dick Mullen, and that's all he'll ever be on this playthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I was. That's and God, I the first playthrough of any game that's having you assume a role such as this game does. I so try to fully envelop myself in that character's shoes, and the way I was running this Harry. He was so concerned with solving this case, which, God, now knowing about that phone call just saddens me even more. But, um, like, Harry wasn't worried about that from my perspective. Harry was worried about solving this murder. Um, So that's where my time, attention, and effort went. Um, That's another really cool thing about this game is, like, everybody's interpretation of Harry is entirely, you're literally given a fresh slate to make mm-hmm. Harry yep. and construct Harry and whoever. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely. Awesome. Um, yeah. They, they, they really do nail having a character who lives in that world for decades, mm-hmm. feel like a perfectly, totally blank slate, not know anything and fit right along in with the player yep. coming in for the first time, not knowing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you missing anything from day three at this point? I'm trying, I'm struggling to think of any, anybody else that I would have talked to on day three. And I'm, I did kind of a lot of the cryptozoologist stuff. I don't think I did a lot of that until day four. Yeah, I basically talked to them and told them. At least I started it. Yeah, I yeah I yeah. talked to them. I told them Lena was looking for him. Mm-hmm. That the, the bridge is open again, but because I I had advanced, did you everything, just hit a vape. I did, uh, because everything else was so advanced in the the main story that. By the time I got to talk to him, I couldn't really push that line forward. Um, yeah, so I got back to uh, the Whirling in Rags for the military tribunal. I did not have my gun, and decisions were made that led to basically all the Hardy Boys dying. And I was extremely upset with that uh, because I feel like if anyone was going to have to die in that standoff, it should have been those private military corporation uh, fascists. And to the point where I reloaded my save, went back a day, didn't meet with Ruby, the new day three, just went to sleep, woke up, read a book until nighttime, got my gun, then went back and did Ruby and the military tribunal on the night of the fourth day. Mm-hmm. I just want to let it be known. I cannot see you. I literally could tell that you hit a vape based off of your voice. Just wanted to say that. <laughs> just wanted to say that. I'm mighty impressed with throat. myself. <laughs> mighty impressed. 
I am a true detective here. Who's the Dick Mullins now? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, day uh, three, fishing village, church. Yeah, fishing village, church, a lot of stuff with the crypto uh, folks. Um, yeah, I, I knew where a lot of that stuff was going, so I just wanted to do my best with it. Um, and um, I think, I think yeah, I talked to... I made sure I got the armor piece. I think I grilled Gary a little more than I did in the original because I knew what he was about a lot more. Um, and, like, I knew kind of where some stuff was going with him. Mm. And so I grilled him a little harder. Wait, who? Um, Gary, the fucking... Uh, I believe his name is Gary. The, the friend of um, Lena's husband. Oh, oh I didn't yeah. talk to him at all. He said something oh. slightly racist, and I said, fuck you. Oh, boy. Yeah. The fucking... He's not, not just a... I mean... Not that that's not bad enough, but he's not just a racist, a fucking fascist too. On top of it, not not that I they don't go I together. I didn't talk often. to him at all. Yeah, that guy no, sucks. He, he said something he shitty, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't have time for you." I've that's got fair enough. Crypto yeah. stuff to find. Yeah. So I did. I went through all the traps and stuff like that, and um, I think I had Kuno kind of involved too because he was like messing with their traps, mm. and yeah. so uh, I figured I, I figured out how to stop that from happening in the future. And then talk to like Lena and I. There's this check I couldn't pass. Like I was trying to come up with a plausible alternative uh, explanation for why their traps weren't working or why it wasn't happening for them. Um, and uh, you know, I, I just I didn't think I couldn't pass it, and I couldn't get the enough checks, or I couldn't like get it to be a white check again or whatever, um, so that I could retry it. And so I eventually just not wasn't able to do it, which really was a bummer. Because uh, I wanted to help them, but yeah, I just didn't have the right stats. And when I put on uh, various boosts and stuff, it just didn't work for me. It didn't happen. Yeah, I got to so thinking over it and reflecting on my my day uh, day three, I did all of the that crypto zoologist stuff um, on day three. I, I'm pretty sure it was day three. Maybe it was day no, it was day four. Because then the next yeah, uh, but uh, so. I'll use this as probably my opportunity to talk about the whole cryptozoologist stuff or mission because yeah, you, you help them out and do open up the tra or check the traps and then you find out Kuno, like part of that mission results in finding one of the traps disturbed. And so that yeah. leads them to believe that the cryptid is within the area and engaged with it do some investigation, find out Kuno actually stole the locust for his night city. <laughs> thing. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Fucking Kuno. And then, um, go back and reset the trap and then wait. But that night you talk with Lena after, uh, Morel has already gone to bed and have a lovely and like, like a melancholy conversation with her where she basically what she's saying to you is I kind of don't want this to be solved. I don't want a resolution to this because if it, if we long story short, if, it, if it's true that what I saw wasn't real as a kid, the entire relationship that I have with my husband is a lie. Yeah, she was a lot. She started questioning whether or not she actually yeah. even saw it. And 
decided to, regardless of if it was true or not, wanted to still believe for the sake of her marriage and her mm-hmm. relationship with her husband because it's so heavily hinged. It's what upon brought them that. together. And has kept them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she saw the phasmid? As a child, yeah. Yeah. That's her that's her story is uh part of what she was one of like two people ever mm-hmm. to have seen like have a detailed account of the this phasmid without any like this mythological creature without any prompting as a child she saw it okay. and so that was what made morel you know question her and what started their relationship right uh was her involvement with that and she starts getting to the point where yeah she can't remember if it was just her remembering the memory or remembering a story Mm. uh, of a memory she created. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And so, yeah, there's, it's just a lovely interaction uh, and really well-written surprise. Uh, The, the conversations that you have with her and the, another thing, an instance in which people like making decisions for themselves to keep themselves happy. Yeah. uh, Whatever that means. Yeah. I, that's really good. I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, I mean, as we'll discover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I Great mean, time. I even I discovered that part, but uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's just part of like the the story. Yeah, I um I definitely do need to play this game with a more. I can't. I can't even imagine what your response must have been, Ryan, when you saw that later in the game. You're like, "What the fuck is going on? I have no idea what this is and what's happening and why." Did you see it at the end? Yeah. Yep, I saw it. Um, but mm-hmm. like, so I still, I still got the sense that there was magical elements to this world. So it, it didn't right. blow my mind in the sense of how the fuck is that thing here? It, it more, Man, it more blew I don't my. I think mo- you should have seen it. <laughs> you don't deserve you don't to, deserve see, to see it. That's crazy to me that you still got to see it. Um, yeah, that's pretty wild. But like, it was still, it, it did, it didn't feel out of left, like it didn't feel out of place in the story. But it did come a little out of left field for me. I didn't see it coming, probably because I didn't spend enough time like diving into that part of the lore of this game. But having an understanding that that lore isn't just sprinkles on top, that it is grounded and real and part of the world kept it from being truly like a how, what the, f- this is a murder mystery. What is this thing doing here? Um, it wasn't a yeah. Tom Clancy that suddenly turned into that. Yeah. Right. Right. Huh. That shit came out of super left field for me. And I was he- heavily involved in the whole like cryptozoology shit. I was, yeah. So I was I like, guess we what? Should, we should say uh, <laughs> you get to see the cryptid that is being, this, that they're searching for. The Insulindian Phasmid. The, yep. yep. And it's it's a really cool moment. It's incredible. We'll talk about it. Yeah. But that is, a re- that, that happens. Uh, and it's fucking nuts. Yeah. All right. Anything else for day three? <laughs> Well, no, I think that's it for me. Because what happened to you on day three, I think, was day four evening for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It wound up being day four in the long run for me. But like it, the, the, my first part through, I was like, well, this sucks. I got to I, yeah. I, I couldn't live with myself in those decisions. So I had I to I had to go back and like 
redo that just a little bit. I had to get my gun. Um, yes, day four starts up and like I had a plan in motion (laughs) for myself. I, Mm -hmm. uh, I did a little bit of talking around the fishing village. I think this is when I met the people that, uh, get you to become known as tequila sunset. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, three for me. That was three for you. Uh, I think yeah, I think that that might have been three, but I also definitely talked to them on four and my my Rico. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I spent a lot of time reading a book so that I could meet the uh, the poor lady who has our firearm, the gun lady. Yeah. Uh, so she, this is a this is a, a poor older lady who from loneliness and time and the world just has a broken mind um, in like one of the saddest ways possible. And uh, she happened to get her hands on your firearm from the pawn shop. And every night on the the pier is like, she's got this hand crank siren and lights and is going around Hmm. uh, calling herself the cops, the police. Um, And you kind of have to, you and you and Kim have to like talk her down to, get your firearm back and it's only mm. only thanks to the hardy boys that you're able to like make sure she doesn't get worse by getting in touch with a family member and letting her know like hey you have a responsibility here this this is a family right. member who is who isn't capable of helping themselves and it is your responsibility in some fashion to assist them well she called herself the pig lady or something right People called her the pigs because she was pretending to be a police officer. Okay. That's what everybody called her when they were trying to set up the yeah. meeting. Yeah. I never got to see her. Um, yeah. She, she is just a, 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 a person who the world has broken. Um, Did you guys do anything with the body on the pier? Oh, Did yeah. Follow through that whole quest line? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. That was one of the saddest yeah. yeah, I think that's that hard. Really that was heartbreaking. Um, and I, that's a great moment of like this game not throwing away any character because I have I met that lady outside the bookstore on like the day bookstore. two. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, the aunt. Yes. She was like that kid's aunt. Mm-hmm. Place um, aunt's sister, some bullshit. And then finding that body and getting the address and going to meet her and seeing her, I'm like, oh god, oh god. <laughs> and I am so glad I passed that. Em- I did not have a lot of empathy. Uh, <laughs> as a stat, I am so glad I passed that empathy check. Uh, yeah, it would have oh, been, been heartbreaking so to not pass that empathy check. Yeah, I was. I I don't think I got my gun on the first one, but I got it on the second, just because I wasn't sure how to do Everard's mission. Like I I couldn't remember if there was a way to out out maneuver him, and I wanted to see if I could get really far in the game without doing either of Joyce or Everard's missions. Mm. Um, and really Joyce's missions don't help you get the gun at all. It's really Everard. Mm-hmm. If you want to get the gun and you want to make really good progress. Um, and so, yeah, I was able to do it when I redid it, when I redid the um, game, just like, just like the first time I played this and I redid it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really like tense and sad at the same time. Yeah. Um, and which is very surreal. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a lot. Um, there's one other way you can get a gun, but not your gun. Yep. You get it from Ruby. Yep. I did that. 
<laughs> oh god that sucks it sucks so yeah. much and i and i on my first playthrough i refused to get it from her i knew that you could like either talk her into suicide or let her kill herself basically oh my god and you can like, talk her into it yep yeah okay yeah. i didn't do that she was just yeah. like ah! you, you basically you put the fear in her and she panics and like kind of blame yeah. her oh maybe i did that on accident <laughs> <laughs> I, it was not my intention. I was not stoked, obviously. Yeah. She, uh, yeah. So, and, and, and I think in the second one, I wanted to see what would happen if I had both guns. Unfortunately, you cannot Laura Croft your way to victory. But um, <laughs> I was, I, yeah, I was very interested in dual wielding some John Wick stuff. It did not happen. You, are, you, you can only have one gun at a time. Really? Well, you can have both guns, but I, I, I think I didn't have enough bullets or like, it's not like, obviously this is a CRPG, right? So it's not like it's in real time action. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I don't think I was able to do much different just because I had two guns. Also, I think one of the guns is like, obviously better than the other, or I can't remember. There was some sort of hiccup with my idea of like, fine. I'll yeah. that much. <laughs> um, yeah, well, there's only a handful of bullets you can find. Right, and yeah, it was like three or four. less than a handful. I think it's like two or something. Yeah, three. Yeah, there's just a few um, that can be found throughout the whole thing. And your gun has three barrels. So if like you find your gun first and get three bullets, you probably loaded all those in there, uh, which would be difficult for loading Ruby's gun as well. Um, yeah. So after I got uh, my gun back, I went and talked to Ruby again. Let her go. Did not let her kill herself or make her kill herself either way. Um talked uh it got her notebook went back to the whirling in rags and then legitimately this is my canon go through for the world the military tribunal where uh i was able to save all but one of the hardy boys if i remember i think there's one what that always the fuck? there's one that always dies no matter what if i remember right yeah um, it's like one or two i can't remember it's, i think yeah. i think the guard the gardener slash lawyer i think she always dies no you can save her i think oh, okay you can save her yeah okay. she didn't die on mine um I think Angus always dies um, and maybe one other. I don't remember off the top of my head who 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 is saved and who isn't. Um, but basically all of the fascist guys uh, got taken out in mind. It was six people dead either way in both of mine. It just went from being hardy boys to the private military fascists. Um, I through reading because I, I I don't hate this scene at all. I think it's a very complex scene. There's a lot of emotions that this scene brings out of me. Um, I, I know that the most, the, the least people that can die is four. Um, and hmm. I can like in a realistic sense, absolutely. I don't think there's a, a real way in real life where every single buddy in that situation walks out alive. Yeah. But in a game where I was allowed such freedom of choice in any decision I had throughout the entire game. I was slightly annoyed that I could that there was not a single path to save everybody. Save everyone. I don't think it should have been easy. I like there there should have been so much set up and basically would have had to follow a walkthrough to make it happen essentially. Like there there was no way you were going to stumble into saving everyone. But it does bother me a little bit that it, it feels like everywhere else in the game the developer said do exactly whatever you want, but in this scene you're going to do what we deem possible. I I'm very conflicted about this particular scene scenario. Um, I do agree that like, it, you know, it's like an RPG type deal. You should be able to do whatever, right? Like you should have 
more options than not. But I kind of like that they restricted it to where, like, no matter what, it's kind of a travesty because, like, the whole ordeal is a travesty. And I think they're really trying to drive that home. And that there's no winning this. At the end of the day, that one guy was murdered up front and, like, more people will will probably perish because of Mm -hmm. other people's selfishness and mistakes. Rob, did you want to go? Because I got a whole thing about this. Yeah. Um, So I initially, as far as Ruby's concerned, um, I wanted to try out two outcomes because I was recording this. I wanted to see what what could play out either way. And first conversation went uh, pretty bad because I, I mean, I passed my check to get to knock down the thing. But... um, I, I decided to at that moment, cause I knew I was going to do, I wanted to have like what, what I viewed the situation actually being, uh, was going to be like the one I committed to. So I wanted to be a little bit more risky with the decisions I made the first time. So she ended up killing herself. Uh, and then the second time I let her go and she ran. Uh, but so in, in, in regard to the, the shootout, um, I lost everyone but Eugene and Elaine. I think so. Uh, and but Kim's fine. Uh, that was yeah, yeah. all that all that mattered to me was yeah. was I, Kim and myself getting out to, to get I some resolution. I, I didn't even care if I died. Yeah, I mean I ultimately I, was, I thought I was gonna die. I did too. Did I did you too, get shot? I, yes. Me too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's scripted. Oh, okay. is it? You always it's, get shot. You will always get it shot at least one. You can oh. avoid one. You can avoid the extremely racist sniper murderer from the fascists. Uh-huh. Uh, you can avoid yeah. that shot, but you can't avoid the big guy's shot. You'll always get hit by that one. You are. Yeah, I mean, it, to be fair, it is literally right up next to you. It's pretty much impossible to dodge it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Kim took that dude out like a boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, in regard to my feelings on how this situation can go. I think I, I really, really enjoy it uh, because can to echo s- sentiments before I, I, I totally understand where y- your position on this, Ryan. And I think that's, that can totally be frustrating uh, when you have this expectation of at least some semblance of, the the illusion of control uh, and giving you the opportunity to solve it. Uh, but part of why I like it so much is that it it you can't solve it. There's no solving this situation. There are ways you can mitigate collateral damage, mm-hmm. but this is a shootout in the middle of like a thoroughfare this is like a Western shootout thing. And some people there, some people are going to get shot. Bullets fly everywhere. Someone's going to get hurt. I think the biggest part of this is that no one was ready for this. This is, yeah, this, no this one was is, prepared. No one prepared for it. No one saw it coming. It's not even a case of like mass effect where you're constantly in people's ears shouting, Hey, X is coming and X is going to give it to you. And we've got <laughs> to figure out a way to deal with this shit. And most of the universe is like, nah, 
or like maybe, but probably not, and then doesn't prepare and then gets fucking annihilated. This isn't even that. Like in this case, Disco Elysium, people didn't even know. They didn't even see it coming. And so, yeah, I, I agree that this is a case where there there had to be tragedy. There had to be shooting. It, I wouldn't have bought into this as much if no one died at all. I know that it sucks that characters died, but honestly, the, I only cared about like maybe Titus himself and a couple other Hardy Boys, and like you know, I, just because most of them have like very slim characterization besides Titus himself, and I just don't have much to hang on for them. So it wasn't a big deal to me that we lost them. It was just a way of symbolizing, hey, shit is real. I will also say mm-hmm. too. I'm going to make a wrestling analogy here. Everybody hold on, or you can like look away. I'll understand. (laughs) Um, There are matches that are so good. And then they'll do a finish where it's like a distraction finish where like one wrestler gets distracted and and the other wrestler ends up winning or one wrestler cheats. And that's the payoff for like this huge match. And sometimes I'll be like, you know what? This match was so good. I don't even care. Like you get a, a get out of jail free card on this one. Because, like, I've got – and for Disco Elysium, for me, that means it has given me so much choice, so much agency, so much direction. Mm-hmm. I am okay with if in the back end of the game after about, for me at least, like 15 hours playing, 20 hours playing, they're like, okay, we got to slim this down a little bit to a couple of choices to make some really impactful scenes. I am okay with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think it's a negative, but even if it was a negative, I would be, I would be able to ex- – quote unquote, excuse it because I'm like, you know what, for me, you've earned it. Like this, this has been so well done that I'm okay right. with that. No, right. I, I, I agree with that. I think that's why I'm only like vaguely annoyed. I think if another game tried to pull something like this, I would have stopped playing. Yeah, wow. I could see that. Yeah, to that I could, degree. I could see that. And I feel you. Even with like, I, I wholly admit, like in reality, people are dying in this situation. Yeah. But as a player of a video game, it does I I can see the the metatextual like you feel like it feels like railroading. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um as as a DM uh I mean like a, a lot of, uh, what uh Skelly, do you play any D&D at all? I love D&D. Do you have you ever DM'd? No. Okay. So I know Ryan, Dory and myself have all been long uh have been DMs in some capacity or another and the greatest tap dance you can do as a DM is to provide the illusion of choice uh, in some instances uh, and also roll with things that you didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this having experience with that, I also think it from a meta textual, like uh, big picture perspective uh, of the game as a whole. And how, like what Dory said, how it gives you constant, constant opportunities to just make decisions. It gives you like, like this was going to happen. People like there was going to be a a blowing or a a powder keg Mm -hmm. that was going to go off, but who gets caught in, in in the blast radius is, is anyone's, is anyone's guess, but it, it's the one instance that they ever really push you in a direction and I think they made the right decision to do that. I agree. To, 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 I think, to, I think to, contextually, to that's that. the best, yeah. the best yeah. point and, to do that. 
let me. I, I'm not mad that I didn't save everyone. No, for sure. I'm for sure. I understand your 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 perspective. It's on just it. that it's not possible to. Right. And that's like if if I never had to go back and do this again and had looked up how to, you know like what might have been different with my gun and found out that there was no way to do it, I probably would mm -hmm. never even have thought about disliking this part of the game in any fashion. Mm -hmm. But because of that knowledge, it sticks out to me as a oh, this is. There's only two stops on this railroad instead of 40 that have been at every single other station in this mm. game. Um, it's kind of a, like a, a funnel. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I honestly really like that, that this was the instance in which they chose mm. it. it there, this is going to happen. Yeah. You can't, you cannot save everyone. You need to come to terms with that. For that's basically what the game is saying, and like you have to live with the consequences. Certainly, Harry needs to come to terms with that, <laughs> well, right? But like, there is going to be so much loss that is comes from this moment, yeah, that you have to come to terms with it. Mm -hmm. The player has to come to terms with this situation, and I like that, even if I'd, I'd, I, I would not want there, honestly, would not want there to be like the the flawless perfect run because honestly that that is so contrary i think to this game's message no that's fair that it that it, that it is it is about like, you have to come to terms with your con with the consequences yeah i don't i don't think a flawless run would have made me happier right it's right. just it's just that having that veil of choice ripped away from me i get it sticks I in my it. brain yeah. Um, I, I still think this is a great scene. I, I played through it twice. Totally. <laughs> yeah, to totally. Um, and I, I think it's exceptionally impactful. I game would be extremely different without it. Um, I, I'm glad it's here. Uh, yeah, it just and and I'm I'm not. I don't want to detract. I like. I don't know. I, I, no, I'm, like that's a valid position. <laughs> I, I I get it. I absolutely get it. I want to add, um, so on the first one, I don't remember how many people died. I think a bunch of Hardys died. Um, I, I made a lot of the same errors I did the first fucking game, and I was so mad at myself because I knew what was going to happen, and I still couldn't really do anything mm. um, to better prepare for myself. And I still, I had taken a lot of the skills I had done the first time, so a lot of those like reflex decisions or, or anything like that, I just knew wasn't going to go well. Uh, on my second time around, I saved more Hardys, but this time him got shot, and that had never happened before. Wow. And I had two, at, I think one or at least one, if not two, different um, places in this shootout where I had an over 70 or 80 or 90% chance of succeeding, and I failed instead. Ooh. And I think. I'd be so mad. I was I was incredibly furious, and then I woke up and Kuno was there, and I was like, "Oh holy shit! I've never seen this ending before. Let's go!" And like, I was oh, gonna God. just do a normal like second ending, but that changed everything for me. I, I was like, "All right, to wake up to that kid." I, yeah. No, I know, but I had already <laughs> developed a relationship with Kuno, oh, sure, and I already understood, sure. you know, his father and all that dynamic. Kuno and, is like, your partner so, for the rest of the game if Kim is shot. Yeah, he is. God, I thought that was I thought that was such incredible. a bold a bold choice. I know a lot of people probably don't like it, but I thought that was a really cool. That's incredible. And bold I love it. I think that's super interesting. But does that happen even if like you don't have a developed relationship with Kuno? It it happens either way. He's okay. just a stand-in. Gotcha. All right. 
I mean, either way, you have interacted with Kuno, and Kuno knows what you're up to, and yeah, also saw me. the shoot. Also saw the shootout. <laughs> I mean, the, where he's, where, yeah, for sure. And he's he's literally hanging out like right by the tree, which is out looking on the street. So he right. would have seen everything. So sure. I mean, he knows what's going on. Yeah. No, I think that's super cool. Like it's wow, it's so different. I can't wait to talk about like the final conversation with Kuno there. But yeah, we've got more stuff to get to before that. Yeah, but that's my day four and a whole big piece of that game. Y- y'all have fun. Talk about day four. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. On Again, I, I saw, for the record, I beat this game in mid-April at this point. So it has been many moons since I played this game. And so all the specifics are going to be kind of lost on me. But I remember day four was a day of wrap-up for me. A lot of like getting stuff done, getting the checklist. The, the patches had come in at this point. So I made sure to clean up anything I was missing. Mm. Um, it, it was, it was spectacular timing. Cause I had, I had either been busy or I'd been taking days off or I don't know, like kind of biding my time until the patches came in. And just like, until I was like, all right, I just have to do this game. The patch like came in the same day or the day before or whatever. And so it was a very good timing for me on the PS five. Um, but yeah, just a lot of cleaning up a lot of like finishing up the church, finishing up, uh, doing as much of the cryptozoology as I could. Um, trying desperately to get some really difficult checks to go through, but like either succeeding or not. Um, the vision quest, I think I did on day four, uh, Rob, you and I did the same vision quest. I didn't do a vision quest. Oh, you didn't do it. Cause I didn't get to commit fully to the com- communist. Oh, at the end, cause I shifted to art cop. Oh, right. Right. Okay. And so I did, I didn't even get it, which I, oh, I, I do want to go and see the vision quests. For yeah. Sure. I don't, Oh wait, no, I, I did. Sorry, oh, so the, is the vision quest in regard to, like, a particular it, it, woman? It's the reading club. Did you go to the reading club? No. Okay. No. If you didn't do the reading club, then you didn't do the vision okay. quest. Um, so I don't know how much, like, I don't know if you want me to go wild go, here. or Go yeah. for it. Okay. That's why we're here. So, uh, <laughs> so basically, you do the most communist thing ever. You end up joining the secret society of communists. And it ends up being two dudes in academic clothes who have a reading group that no one wants to join because it's too fucking academic. (laughs) Um, And it's, it's really fun. They get into a lot of stuff about materialism, about uh, a few things about the pale, um, probably not as pretty as the stuff that Skelly encountered or trippy, uh, much more rigorous and academic. Um, But yeah, this whole theory of like changing matter with your opinions and stuff like that. Um, becomes like a whole big part of the conversation. It gets some really wild territory. The two characters themselves are very fun. They're basically on top of that apartment complex where um, uh, the the cage where you uh, like you the fenced in area where you oh. can't go in the main game. Yeah, that's where they are. Uh, they're oh. like right near the uh, the uh, Cindy the skull. She, yeah. they're like right behind where she is. Mm, okay. oh, that's cool. Yeah. So they're really cool. Um, I I can't say that like a ton of plot important stuff happens, but it absolutely feels like it was always intended to be in the original game. Like there's not mm-hmm. a beat a beat missed or a step missed. It, it absolutely feels like this should have been in the game to begin with. Not in a negative way, but like yeah, this always feels like um, this. You know, feels right at home. Uh, lots of rigorous academic stuff that I found very fascinating, but might be very dry. I think they find lots of um, places for humor. And they also, there's a lot of discussions about Harry's like I- internal misogyny or like his internalized misogyny towards women. 
that I think is really good too. They take him to task for that, which I think is really great. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of good stuff. I don't think Kim's ever there because I think it's the reading group's always really late at night. Um, or if he is there, I don't think he chimes in a ton just because I think it's not really, I don't think he's really interested in the side quest, so he just doesn't come along. But um, yeah, it's really good. I mean, I thought it was excellent, just like the rest of Disco. Um, and like I said, yeah, it feels really at home with everything else. So yeah, the Communist Vision Quest, very good. Just what you would expect, just a reading group um, and some books and stuff and and just talking a lot about people and ideas and whatever. Bunch of nerds. Bunch of fucking <laughs> yeah. nerds is what I'm saying. I mean, this is uh, a place for nerd culture. That's right. Oh, most definitely. It's in the intro. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I definitely want to, when I play it again, focus on doing some... I kind of want to do like, uh, like the f- closest to like fascist uh, vision quest just to see what that's like. I'm very curious what that's yeah, like. Yeah, same. But I would never do it. I could never commit to it. So, well, I'll I'll do it for you. So thank you, <laughs> hey, you know. Thank you for oh, your service. How it goes? Yeah. See, for me, that's where like that first, like the first run through of a game is my canon. Mm-hmm run through right so like mm-hmm. anything else i do after that's just gravy i'll do whatever because like i have that pure quote-unquote yeah, memory seeing more aspects of the game mm-hmm. for sure uh my day four was like the culmination uh, uh like meeting ruby and then going and doing the the shootout and then day yeah. five is where um, i was able to this. i was able to talk down ruby i was able to i think i kept Clausia for questioning I don't think she got away. It is possible for her she to get got away. away. Yeah, she, she ran, ran off. off. She got away from no, me. She ran off. Mm-hmm. Did she run off and everyone? Before I can't remember if she ran off in mine. Mm-hmm. I think she did. Yeah. I think she always runs away, right? I mean, so, it's in her character. Did you keep her for questioning? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think I did, did keep her for questioning and it fucking, I felt really bad about it. But yeah, I think I kept her for questioning. And so I didn't see her, but she was taken away for questioning which was not very much like a me thing, but I had already tried a couple of different ways that were much nicer to keep her there and it never worked. And I was curious if this would work. Hi, Kodiak. How's it going, Freddy? Mm-hmm. Um, talking to a dog off screen. Um, but um, um, but yeah, so I think, yeah, Cla- stuff with Clausia, And then, um, I don't know. I think that's it. I mean, the we're just wrapping up side quests making sure I was ready for the shootout, you know, and then on my first attempt, like I said, a bunch of people died just like my first fucking time playing the game. Uh, and, uh, but then I soldiered on and continued forward with the investigation. Yep. Uh, Skelly, mm. did you already talk about day four? I have not. Were you done, Rob? Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Sorry. I was, there was a, oh, like a gnat attacking me. Oh, you're good. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, day four was finishing up the church and then the moral intern vision quest, which like very much like your experience. Um, I I thought I was so shocked to hear you guys hadn't done that. That seemed so on brand for Harry climbing yeah. on top of like the statue and then rigging up these antenna and stuff. It's but I guess yeah, it makes sense. Side questy, whatever. Anyway, did that. Found out about the whole pale ordeal with the crazy sound, and I set up a rave. Kim danced. It was fucking beautiful. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, Ruby shot herself in the head. That was cool. Um, 
messy. Uh, then there was a giant, the giant tribunal. I think I only had two guys survive, and then Kim, obviously, the only one that mattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was kind of my day. It was a pretty busy day. Lots of death. Uh, real quick on the tribunal before we move past this entirely. So the first time I went to it, and I lost basically all the Hardy Boys except for Titus, maybe one other. Um, mm-hmm. Kim Kim survived. Uh, and then when I went to go back, I'm like, well, if people have to die, I want the fascist private military corporation people to die. I don't want, I don't want the Hardy boys to die. I kind of Mm -hmm. like them. Um, and the the military people survived on mine. Two Mm -hmm. of them did. And one just, yep. Yeah. One of them took a fucking shot from Kim, like a boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, that was the sniper. Yeah, I don't know how closely you looked at that guy, the sniper one, but they talk about uh, he had a bunch of stick figures on his hat, um, and like for everybody he's killed or whatever. Forty-one of them. I had really high perception, so I could count exactly oh, wow. how many he had. Forty-one of them were small black figurines, mm-hmm. and two or three at the end were white. And mm-hmm. uh, so when like the leader asked, "You know who that guy is?" My response was. Uh, someone who uh, likes to kill uh, a lot of colored people. It looks like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you absolute prick. Um, but when I when I came back the next day with my gun to, you know, save as many Hardy Boys as I possibly could, Kim died like seven times in a row, and I was not having it. I had to redo that whole oh thing so many times to get wow, to, to Kim surviving. Um, how did you, how did you eventually get it? Uh, I safe scummed. <laughs> I, I, oh, but, but I mean, so was it just bad checks or you yeah. didn't have the right abilities or what was it it was just bad checks because each of those not a single one of those was below 50 percent oh wow. and you just kept rolling like i shit. just okay. kept rolling poorly um, okay but uh did yeah. everybody save scum a few times not like extensively i i did for the the shivers wall to get down to meet ruby mm-hmm. um and i did with kim here maybe one other time did anybody else? Um, I not really. I think there might have been one where I was trying, mainly because the way I was playing this game, because I was recording for capture. Mm. Um, I wanted to try a lot of different things out and see what succeeded and what would fail, and like how things would kind of kind of turn out. Uh, but as far as like desired outcomes, I think I did once. Um, and that might have been for the uh, changing of expression. Mm. I just reloaded it once. Yeah, I, I'm weird with these kind of games, like The Wolf Among Us or whatever. Yeah. I think I've talked about this on stream. Oh, boy, Dory could talk your ear off about uh, <laughs> decisions happening that maybe you weren't in control it, of. The, <laughs> I don't want to go back there, please. Thing? I don't want to go back. Is it Glassum? Is that what you're talking about? No, she recently was streaming Batman Telltale game, and chat made decisions for her. Some culminating in zero percent anyone else ever doing. So she was the first person to do. I was the first person to ever completely baffle a character in Telltale Batman. Yeah, the the percentage was zero percent that had ever done that. We just didn't talk to her for a whole scene. (laughs) Uh, I just, I was just in shock. But anyway, I love Wolf Among Us. Wolf Among Us is great. So there's a there's a part in there where you're talking to the woodsman and and yeah. you're prompted to glass him and I'm thinking you know like woo chink you know ha <laughs> ha cheers no it means hit him in the fucking head with a glass what so I just stopped playing that game anyway the point <laughs> is 
point is, I, I, I can't bring myself to reload on games like that. Mm. Like I, I'm like, well, that was the decision that I made. And the thing that pissed me off with Wolf Among Us, it was like glass him. It should have said hit him in the head with the fucking glass. What is glass him? It's a thing. Google yeah, it. Nobody knows what bad, the fuck that means. It's so bad. That's bad context. It's for super sure. bad. Yeah, that's the bad movie. context. It's not great. <laughs> it is the movie. <laughs> it was the movie. But no. Um, so I didn't do that at all. I didn't do any loading or saving or whatever to get a desired outcome. F5, F9. There's F9, F5. Mm. One way is or the other. Save, quit? One's quick save, one's uh, quick load. Yeah. Oh. Those are like staple bindings for... Uh, for quick oh. save and quick load. And I just Especially found those for... to my mouse. I was playing this game one-handed. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I've done that for the immersive sim genre of games, like your uh, Deus Ex, because mm. I like seeing different outcomes, too. Yeah. It's just kind of how, but in like a single playthrough, um, just to kind of see how things turn out. Uh, but yeah, definitely not so much in this. Hmm. But yeah, day four. Lots so, of yeah. death for everybody, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did everybody wake up uh, with a bunch of pain and yes. Kim basically being by your side and all that yep. stuff? Mm-hmm. I know, like such a Room sweet clean. baby. He's so sweet. I love yeah. him. Yep, 100%. Bandaged me up, cleaned up my room. Mm-hmm. I love you, Kim. <laughs> Gave me little kisses. He's so sweet. We're on the job, Skelly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Kisses on I just... the job. Come on. <laughs> he's, he's sweet. I he don't know. Sweet. A he's hug's so one nice. thing. But... <laughs> no, he gave me little kisses. He's like, I just smoked my single cigarette. And I'm like, oh, Kimmy, I love you. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I woke up. Well, oh, no, wait. You're asleep for two days. So I guess it was day six. But it's like the fifth day you play. Um, <gasps> oh, yeah. Sleep a I whole guess extra so. day. Um, yeah, I just thought about that, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hadn't even thought about that just popped in yeah i probably i think i ended day six or day seven i don't remember which day it was yeah, but it was I, I yeah six. yeah yeah um yeah so it was uh, day Hi. six for me then where mm-hmm. uh we decide to check the only uh yes. b prime location that we haven't mm-hmm. gotten to check yet for that shooting angle which is a separate island off the coast uh we head to the fishing village uh ask Lillian to borrow her boat and head over. And uh, I adore this whole setup. Um, I don't know how much y'all are into history, but the idea and setup for this actually happened in real life a whole fucking lot. Um, What, people surviving on islands? Leftover soldiers. Mm -hmm. um, That all the way up through like 1990, if I remember correctly, there were Japanese soldiers found on the yep. islands of the Philippines who were still that's fighting immediately World what War this, II. That's yep. immediately what this made me think of. Is, yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I, I adore that shit. Uh, this is, this is wonderful. Um, yeah. So you get to this, island. I guess I'm jumping the gun here a little bit. Uh, you get to this Island and you find a, uh, this is a communist, communist revolutionary, right? from the the revolution that happened what 40 years ago in world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh who um through a series of unfortunate events 
find found himself living alone on what used to be a forward defending point from the war and has been overlooking the city living alone all this time. Mm-hmm. And in uh, this little bunker on a little island. Yep. What do you mean? But he's he sneaks to the mainland mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. stuff. He just sneaks there at night. Yep. For sure. Uh, yeah, it, uh, but you, you, you know, through much conversation, you come to find out this is the man who shot uh, our victim, the mercenary, the, yeah, the, mercenary, the mid-coital mercenary uh, <laughs> from the island all the way through in wild, wild. I love this. I love this reveal from a murder mystery standpoint. I, I, ah, oh, so good. I, Okay. I like murder mystery games and books and stuff, but I don't like it when they're like, the culprit was this person you've never met before. How would you have ever figured it out as a reader and or player? I don't like that. It should have been somebody we already met. Yeah, I do remember there being a lot of discussion about people having mixed feelings on this being the bar- Ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> So there goes your opinion. (laughs) Let me recover from that brutal attack I just suffered. Okay. Anyway, I do remember people having mixed say mixed thoughts on um, the uh, like the the killer being exposed to someone we had never seen before. I I I liked it, but I I get why it leaves other people feeling cold. It would have been it more interesting if it had been someone we felt a relationship with. That that said, I mean, there had already been a lot of discussion about the war, in a, and I think that them incorporating the war coming back into the plot in this way is probably the most interesting way they could have done it to show that, like, the war isn't really over. The revolution's not quite over. Like, it has one last soldier left who's willing to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I understand. Like, I totally get that criticism that putting someone in who we've never met before or could never have guessed – it's like how okay yeah. that's sort of shitty like i was like oh maybe it was so-and-so maybe it was so-and-so and then it's like you find out uh couldn't have been anybody they should have made a gaston the guy with the fucking sandwich that dude's a criminal he didn't let me have a bite of a sandwich at all <laughs> that guy's an asshole um i mm, i guess i was like expecting someone we would never expect as soon as we found out it was a shot and not a, an actual hanging um like I, yeah. At that moment in my mind, well, I was like, "Oh, we're not going to meet this person." And what? I mean, and I mean, yeah. it, it has it really has nothing to do with Harry or you know at all. Like, there's no reason to suspect that or anybody, right? Like, it the guy who's shooting from the island really has nothing to do with anybody there. I mean, he's just like this jealous, bitter old man who is completely consumed or was consumed by his ideology and now consumed by bitterness and regret and hatred and, um, and misogyny. possibly some cryptic shit. Yeah. I, I also think that was saying all that out loud. I think he's also a really good foil for Harry in a way mm. where he, like he is consumed by a lot of the same things that Harry is consumed by, but he's chosen a very different path of, of releasing, uh, those emotions in a, an incredibly destructive way. And instead of, you know, drinking himself to death or, or whatever. I mean, he's basically like shooting other people um, and fighting a war that he's long give up, given up on. So I don't know. I, I still think I still like it and think it's a good, a good pick, but I also understand the criticism that like, it kind of sucks that we could never have gotten it right who it was. Cause we never mm-hmm. met this character, but yeah. 
I don't know. Rob, what do you think? I I was thinking about that when it was happening. Kind of, I was re- reflecting on the choice that they made to make it someone that wasn't someone we could have ever known. But at the same time, I th- like I ultimately I really enjoy it. I think it does a great job at continuing to add presence and realism to this world that there are people that still exist and have their own motivations that don't involve anything that orbits around you. And that, but this is my game. (laughs) I'm the main character. Ah! My like inner like gamer demon, like little gremlin is like, no, no, it has to be about me. Validate my contribution to the plot. If I I haven't met you, you don't exist. Right. And that's, that's funny. Is it like, that's the thing is that like, that's, it adds a sense of permanence to, societal to the consequence of things that have happened in society Mm -hmm. and people having motivations that are unhinged and don't factor into things that you could have considered. And I, I appreciate that because that honestly was way more against my expectation than someone we know being directly oh for sure yeah it was super super wouldn't it been great if it was just guard the whole fucking time (laughs) Uh, it should have been i'm just saying i mean those unreasonable hotel prices i mean if he's not a killer through he's making a killer killer through the through the he's angry and it's not because of you wait twenty (laughs) dollars a night is unreasonable the first night was like 130 that's because you broke a window ruined the tape recorder up there smashed the couch out look he should have he should have let us throw a better party and let us song sing that song i didn't get to do karaoke bad game oh wait who did karaoke and who didn't i never found the tape Oh. I found the tape, I found everything, and I walked up on stage and I was like, huh? And I was like, wait, no, actually I'll go find Ruby first. Can't do karaoke after you find Ruby, by the way. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, don't want to sing I for did, some reason. Conversely, I did karaoke and I fucking smashed it. Damn it. Jealous. Yeah, I definitely want to do karaoke on the next round. Everyone <laughs> everyone kind of had to begrudgingly say, like, well, you're an asshole, but that was pretty that cool. That was really good. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Good. Yeah, it was like too late, and I was like, "No, I need an audience, so I'll just come back here in the morning." <laughs> I'll just do it in I town square. You'll never. I'll just do it in town square. I'll just I'll just grab my microphone and sing the Death Squad to death. Yeah, I was I was really internalizing my my inner Harry. I was like, "There's no one here. Oh, wait, it'll be fine." Oh, that's too good. And alas, no Very karaoke good. was sung by my lips. <laughs> But yeah, I, I thought this part was really cool. Did anybody sleep on the bed? Yes. No. No? Oh, Ryan. Ryan. You missed every good part of this game. <laughs> what do you mean? I found the killer. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that matters is the case. No, uh, it's so fucking it's, cool. That was what I thought was the vision quest at first when Dory was talking about it. The, it's oh, really yeah. cool. That's it's super cool. Yeah, that's... uh. You end up so Ryan. I won't say the whole thing, but basically, when you go to sleep, you Harry basically ends up meeting his ex. You meet Dolores Day. Well, you meet Dolores. You meet Dolores, Dolores Day, Day, who's really 
Harry's ex. Okay. Stand for his ex. I, yeah. I, and you I, get to give Dolores Day the action figure. She doesn't uh, want it. From the pawn shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She doesn't want which it. Which I the did way. buy. Um, she didn't want it, which was, just seemed a little off to me. I'm like, you love these action figures. Like, yeah. take it. Jesus. I, I didn't have to go to like I had just woken up. Like, I woke up, went to Lillian, and went to the island. It was like 10 a.m. when I got there. Um, Unbelievable. So I was like, eh, screw sleep. I want to find this murder. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. I really I really want this to be a lesson for Ryan to just reflect on his actions here today. <laughs> there are consequences. You miss things. Yeah. You miss yeah. so much. <laughs> uh, but Dick like, Mullins, come on. I do not feel detracted from this story in any way, shape, or form by having not done those things. Oh, they're so good. I, oh, I just... <laughs> I feel detracted for you, Ryan. That's so fine. Don't worry about it. It's but, a totally different experience, I imagine. I I still love the experience I had start to finish. That's oh, totally. great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, so you end up talking to her. I don't know if you all said anything or or got anywhere. I think the first time around, I, I did a lot of the option. Like the first time around on the final cut, I mean. I, I did a lot of the options. Although I tried to avoid some of them. Some of them are just too sad too mm. cringy as the kids that's would me say. <laughs> yeah i'm here for the cringe decisions I, I i kissed her and we got back together happily ever after i don't yeah. believe okay you. I lie. that's a lie x, x to doubt <laughs> x to doubt eight yeah. years six sorry six years <laughs> see too long there's no way unbelievable no i i avoided at all costs trying to like kiss her or whatever i was like dude just fucking go enough this is a dream. Where's your health bar? <laughs> Where's your health bar? Yeah, like he starts walking into the ocean, and I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? My health bar is gone. This is not real. This is a dream. Mm. That was really cool, though. I liked yeah. that. Yeah, it was fan. really great. I, yeah, a lot of a lot of the exchanges between them are just fucking brutal. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think not on the level of the payphone because at this point you already know about her. Mm-hmm. But it's still fucking brutal, and uh, dude, she's it's, savage. It's she, yeah, yeah. She knows Harry. I mean, she knows. Everard can say, "I know Harry. I know you, Harry." Like all he fucking wants to. She knows Harry. Everett knows Harry. They were together for like twelve years. Yeah. Um. Anything else on the Crazy. island? Come here. Come here. Oh, on the island. Uh. Hmm? The end. Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the next thing I want to talk about. So let's see. Um, yeah. So as you're like uh, getting this old soldier to tell his tale about that night, uh, basically extracting the confession. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got another confession to make. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the Insulindian phasmid Woo! appears. Hi, 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 hi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty great. Even without like it was so cool. the connecting tissue for me, like this was a really cool moment. I thought this was awesome. Fuck, mm-hmm. it's so it's the best part of the fucking game. It's so good. It's so fucking good, dude. Just the the greatest moment of the entire exchange is when Harry just goes and puts his hand on ah. it. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah. Uh-huh. It's so and good. Kim gets a photo. I know. It's so good. You guys get to talk to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so cool. And then it, it talks about how it releases a toxin. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's my hot take. I, I think the soldier was probably 
had it not been for the insulindian phasmid, um, he probably would have been fine. Oh, absolutely. I a, think that's a, what, as a whole. Yeah, I think that's. Oh, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. he wouldn't have killed anybody. He probably would have abandoned his post. You know. Yeah, that's oh, totally. true. That's a big part of it. I think un- unraveling that as a deeper part of the mystery just adds another cool part um, to this. Is like the insulidian phasmid. This thing that Lena wants to meet so badly and wants and and mythologized and sees is so beautiful is actually slowly killing this old man mm-hmm. uh, or or kind of keeping him alive but killing him at the same time. Yeah, and contributed to the corpse hanging out in the tree. Right. The whole reason any of this game is happening uh, is because mm-hmm. of that phasmin. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it was Great. nice. I liked it. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it there's seems very intelligent. For me, there's like a 50-50 thing. I don't know that that soldier would have left his post uh, without the Phasmid. Because like I said, there are a plethora of examples in our own world of soldiers solitarily living on an island still fighting a war that ended decades ago. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't know that he would have been driven mad enough to like commit the crime. Murder. Right. Right. True. True. But I mean, he was... after the phasmid leaves or, or after he oh sees yeah it goes like catatonic. catatonic yeah yeah no, like, for sure i i totally attribute i i tr- about all of that i will phasmid. absolutely attribute the action of the the shot on okay. well you never said the the guy's name that died Lely. um mm-hmm. yeah i i will absolutely attribute that to the phasmid but i could go given more evidence either way i i could be driven to believe either side that he stayed there entirely because of the phasmid or he stayed there of his own free will and That's by true. that act was infected from the phasmid and drove him a little bit crazier that guy killed mm-hmm. other people too by the way oh yeah you guys well yeah. yeah he was a soldier yeah no well, even no, outside of that he killed uh, prior he... the everard's predecessor yeah oh that's Harry. right that's right we do learn about that i i, mm-hmm. I hadn't learned about that in the prior mm-hmm. playthrough so that really surprised me yeah because yeah. everard came out there and and talked to him or was it mm-hmm. edgar one of the brothers both of them both of them okay mm-hmm. um yeah came uh, out there and uh, talked gave him blankets and shit mm-hmm. yeah i will say that having kuno there is a complete fucking trip and even <laughs> while i was playing it it didn't feel like it was real but having kuno there i don't know it's still like i think a lot of the moments still uh, somehow managed to work uh but kuno definitely brings a, def- a very different energy to it I than kim can does definitely see that yeah. do you get the picture with kuno he doesn't have a camera uh yeah, he tells you he's like I'm sorry, like I I didn't think to bring a camera. I'm sorry, you know basically. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! That's so you so don't get the funny. picture. That's rad. I feel like yeah. the picture is the only thing that saved me in the next little segment of the game, honestly. But he's he and the he and uh, uh Lely or Le- Lely? Lely, Lely, yeah, yeah, Lely. Uh, he and Lely have some very funny, like, back-and-forth banner. Like, like this is – Kuno is not an afterthought here. There are certain sections he isn't there with you for. Wait, Lely. Lely's the guy who died. Are you yeah. referring to the soldier guy? The soldier, yeah. Oh, I don't remember that's his name. It's a lot. I don't. Uh, but him the and the deserter. soldier, that's what I meant, have, like, really good back-and-forth. Um, and it's funny, too, because Kuno doesn't take the boat with you. And when you get there, Kuno is there, and he's somehow beaten you there. By the way, Kronk.gif, like, by all accounts, it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, <laughs> um, like, it, it makes absolutely no sense how Kuno got there. And you're like, 
wait, how did you? And he's like, Kuno, Kuno does what Kuno wants. Uh, and so it's just funny. there's no explanation given for how the fuck Kuno got there or how he gets back. But I, I love it. Kuno is just a fucking force of nature, and we were all just living in his domain. Um, but it's it's great. I mean, he gives you a lot of um, a lot of great sass. A lot, and some of it, honestly, if you build up enough relationship, is actually semi heartfelt. Or you can tell that he kind of respects you at this point. He's no. having difficulty like showing those emotions towards you. Because he's a little brat, um, but yeah, he he definitely. There are some nice moments with Kuno, believe it or not. Did you guys like kill his dad? No. Oh wow, no! I just took the drugs and then I told Kuno I wasn't giving it to him. Mm-hmm. That's what I did too. I yeah, would have I, if I had the option, but I I didn't have my gun. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! I would have. I, I wonder if you can. I wonder if you can like shoot him in the head. I don't because that's so. why Kuno asked you to go in there, right? Hey, kill my dad. Uh, no, he just wants to take the drugs from him. Oh. I think maybe yeah, he, he wants you to beat up his dad at most. Okay. I, I wonder he, if Kim would I was stop going you. in there as like a mercenary. I was about to kill that guy. Yeah, because we don't have enough mercenaries in this town. <laughs> I'm a, I'm one of the good ones. Mm. Oh. I'm on drugs. I'm a higher <laughs> priced mercenary. <laughs> uh, okay, that's good. Okay, I, do you yeah, guys... I don't know if Kim would stop you from doing that, though. Uh... I don't know either. I feel like you do way worse things in the game that he does not stop you from. Then shoot a helpless father in the head. How about a, you? At one point, you kill, turn the gun on Kuno. Yeah. And that father's not helpless. He's a child beating drunk. I'm not saying helpless. I mean, in that instance, he is like comatose because he's so well, he's damn high. About to be dead. <laughs> Boom. No, uh, do you guys think that the Insulindian phasmid or the deserter put like the Oranier's passport and all that shit in the little thing? You know what I'm talking about, where you find like the helmet yeah. and the passport. I think it was the fat. I think it was the phasmid. It was the phasmid. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I think that dude's too fucked up to do much of to anything. To do that. Yeah. yeah. He's just and it was also like in a little nest or something. I definitely think it was the phasmid. Yeah, it was in a little nest. But I'm wondering if like the guy brought it stashed and, it there or well something. yeah because he said he snuck to the mainland he said he even right. looked in the buoy well yeah maybe it was the phasmin because he said he looked in the buoy and that it wasn't there so maybe the phasmin grabbed it yeah it's just interesting i feel like that shows some very bizarre motivation for the phasmin like maybe it knew what it was doing why else would it gather all these things pertinent to the case yeah that's a good question i don't know i mean i think this creature is more intelligent than a lot of people would. It's want super to intelligent. Yeah. Oh, totally. Have to totally. find out Crazy in the spinoff game where Lena has uh, her own cryptozoology uh, uh, office set up in Disco Two. <laughs> the search for more money. Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be like Dirk Gently's uh, holistic detective agency, but it'll be <laughs> Lena and her husband instead. I would love another game set in this game world. They are doing yeah. a prequel or a. I heard they were doing some sort of TV show or something. They are doing a TV show. I don't know where the fuck that's at anymore. Yeah, and then the book know. this is based on is eventually getting translated to English. And then on top of that, I believe they did confirm that a sequel or a prequel, I can't remember what, is coming out at some point. Really? Yeah. I can't imagine it'll be the same characters, right? Probably I can't. Not. I mean, I don't even know how I you would not. do that. You would have yeah. to make some sort of canonical ending to this game. Yeah. That's I would, always the trickiest part. I would prefer, you know, more things in universe, but not directly related to... Mm-hmm. this game i just i just want Same. more kim that's all i've ever wanted <laughs> we all we all do that's all I've ever i bet they've got kim kitsuragi body pillows 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we all go quiet. So anyway, what happened next in everybody's adventure? Clickety, clickety, clickety. Um, no, I muted my mic so you can hear me type. Shh. <laughs> uh, well, after you... Uh, get uh get the old revolutionary soldier to confess in one fashion or another uh you bring guys him... don't google that <laughs> you bring him back ashore uh and uh every like the few people from your department that you called and saw in costume which i see them day three maybe yeah um like are there waiting for you and the man with the son who you meet in the fishing village looking at the side of that building um it turns out they were all either specialists working with the rcm or just partners you've been working with for years well that um, guy was like a psychologist one of yeah, the, he was. the yeah. dad they was yeah, technically he was an outside on. agent yeah mm-hmm. yeah he was oh. like a contractor yeah um and like they're that like they want you they're like demanding you uh like speak for your actions, essentially. Mm. Like defend yourself. Um, I right, can we? Can, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, I was just gonna say I let Kim do a lot of the defending for me. <laughs> can we? Can we say fuck his old partner, please? I yeah, hate his asshole. old partner so much. Yeah. Like I, I know I talked about this earlier, but I just hate his attitude. I hate how snobby he is. No matter how many things that you've done better in this game and i know harry's been an asshole and a bad person i get that totally on board with that not excusing him but no matter how many things that you've done to like it's never good stop, enough for that fucking stop drinking guy. or be better or talk to people better and i understand harry's relapsed a lot but like no matter what you do he's always like oh well i'm not sure about that sounds like bullshit to me i'm like fuck you dude you weren't there fuck you oh yeah. i hate him yeah, he sucks. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a prick. Um, I, I, I. That was one of the few points in the whole campaign where I went off. I knew it was the strategically wrong thing to do, but for part of the like, I think for one of the dialogue options, I basically said, "Where the fuck were y'all?" Because like, if you're all here judging me now, where the fuck were you when that fucking shootout was happening? Where were you when I was taking down Ruby? Where were you when I was making deals mm-hmm. with Everard and Joyce? Like, where the fuck were y'all? I had, like, so much, like, legitimate and genuine anger at them. Um, yeah, I just, I just like, this This scene is very powerful and it's very cathartic, but it's also, like, for me, it was a lot of, like, where the, f- like, what have y'all been up to? Because, like, I need some explaining on your part. I think that's a perfectly reasonable reaction, especially, mm-hmm. like, coming to this point and realizing that they were in town for at least a little while, certainly ahead of the shootout um yep. so like the reaction of where the fuck have you been if you're gonna sit there and judge me for my actions over the past mm. few days that that can really ring home i i totally understand yep. that not strategically smart because harry has done too many fucked up bad things to really call anybody else mm. out but but i still think justified in doing so at the same time and like look you know well, yeah i guess still fucking stones. sucks yeah mm. i'm still i'm He's still, still i'm gonna throw bag. some stones back Guys, hey, Absolutely. I'll be back in two minutes. Keep going, though. I have something really exciting that just showed up at my house. <gasps> Sweet. Be right back. Is it the Kim Kitsuragi body pillow? God, I fucking wish. <laughs> no, I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, I God, cameras please. went wild. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just, just leave your camera on with the chair. Just put the camera back on. Oh, okay. One second. Sorry. Jesus Christ. Wait, I'm not wearing pants. I'm really getting into character. Hold on. <laughs> I, I think she is getting the body pillow. That's Wait, what I think no, is happening. No, I'm not. I promise. 
<laughs> I'm just really not wearing pants. This is not a joke. Can you see my butt? No. No, okay. good. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think Skelly has the Come best on, lines Harry. of this whole thing. <laughs> Get it together, Harry Dubois. Put on some pants. <laughs> I think Skelly has had the best lines of this whole this whole I love podcast. It so much. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't even know what to say to that. So anyway, uh, about uh, here's Wonderwall. Um, yeah. How, how did this conversation go for y'all? Uh, I would I would say it went pleasantly. This this really felt like a um. A, a really good wrap up to my time with Harry, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I can't change what he did in his past. I can't change how he's going to continue to act in his future. But this felt like a great culmination of look, I realize I fucked up. I realize I fucked up a lot, but I, I, mm-hmm. I want to try and do better. I've met this person that makes me want to do and be better. And Kim agreed to like come to precinct 41 um as I don't know it it I I adore this moment it feels of all the things that feel really real in this game this is one of the great parts for me because it's not one of the really reals that like real life sucks you're like you're not gonna avoid the fact of real life sucking from time to time. This is one of those really Why reals are you that like, about me like that? <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those really reals that is like things suck, but you can do something about it. It's just yeah, you don't have to sit in the burning house and say this is fine, like that dog yeah. we all love and know from the internet. You can mm-hmm. put the fire out. I or leave the building to start. I I think for me, this game was so cathartic for me. Um especially when I played it in 2019. Um, I think that for a lot of people who have made like really like, like I related to Harry probably more than most people should in terms of like being a fuck up or feeling like a fuck up. And uh, I think uh, coincidentally, the person who I found in my life who made me want to be a better person. I mean, I already wanted to be a better person, but really helped me do that. It's also named Kim. Uh, and she's she's a lovely person. So I have my own Kim. Uh, unfortunately, does not have a bomb ass orange bomber jacket, but we'll work Yet. on it. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just this resonated so much with me. I love this scene. I love talking to the other. Like as 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 frustrated as I got, and with 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 Kuno, it's even fucking funnier. It's like he <laughs> rings them out a couple happen. of times, and God is that cathartic because he says things that you shouldn't. Um, so it's great. You, you, he has really good dialogue. I'll with have them. to watch that. It's so funny. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I just found this whole last scene so cathartic, and I just mm. didn't want it to end so badly. I wanted to go with them to Jamrock. I wanted to go with them to Lena's house to leave the phone number. Like I wanted to. I wanted to continue so badly with this, uh, and uh, it's just such a beautiful way to end this, where you're just kind of brought back to reality. And all the police officers are like, all right, what the fuck happened? Why did it happen? Where, you know, and just, it's kind of like the game, kind of like reviewing all of your major actions, like Telltale does. Mm -hmm. It's a great debrief. Yeah, it's a a debrief, basically. It's a great debrief. Yeah, I 
I, I agree. Like I, I thought it was incredibly cathartic and like vindicating, um, especially like you'd said, Ryan, it's, it's an opportunity to like, Uh, there are in, there are instances in life in which you go about trying to seek change and improve yourself, but there are those that do not care and will always see you in a particular light. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to have a, have that like that that catharsis, that opportunity where, look, I I made quantifiable there are quantifiable decisions that I have made that have contributed to the success, all the successes that I've had up until that, like to now, like this conversation we're having, I solved this case, but I did it differently than how I usually do. Like for, for me, how I viewed his characters, like I, I didn't succumb to my vices. Um, I maintained integrity. Um, I ki- roundhouse kicked a racist uh, <laughs> and but y- you have to acknowledge the progress that was just made. You have to admit that I I, I did something good, uh, and th- like the acknowledgement there is so great. And then just Kim just cheerleading, he's like, "No, this dude rocks." Yeah, <laughs> this is like you have no idea. Like this is all true. I've got a photograph. This shit's real. Yeah. And then how it like I was so, so damn satisfied to offer Kim a job. Yes, that was everybody did that, right? Everybody did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. that was probably the biggest smile on my face at any point in this game. Yeah. Kim was like, I'd love to. Yeah, it was so cute. Yeah, it was was so good. Skelly, yeah, how was this, how was the scene for you, Skelly, with the the police yeah. saying like basically like oh you know explain yourself and your actions and I mean my Harry was just like guys none of this fucking matters do you understand what I just fucking found right now the <laughs> phasmid is real I was like, why are we talking about my is this a fucking por- performance review how about this and I was like holding a picture do you see this right now and Kim was like no really yeah like this is a lot I we should be talking about this. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I love that you chose violence. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's just fucking for sure. magical. Are we not going to yeah. address that, Mr. French guy and lady and weird fucking weird talking too much dad? Also, <laughs> big reveal. So Kim is my favorite uh, sidekick character, but a statue mm. of my second favorite side, sidekick character <gasps> came in. Your hubby? Garrus. Do, do you need to leave to do some calibrations real quick? Uh, that is, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> camera get, isn't this so cool? Though? Yeah, I'm that's so awesome. Excited. I got I an email. I can make a joke about that sniper rifle, but I won't. Please do. Let's see. It looks so nice. I was going to ask if that was why you weren't wearing pants. No, this, this is before Garrus. I just don't wear pants. I mean, it's just like just pants. like my Harry. I, I was really trying to get in character. You can watch my playthrough. I don't wear pants. 
hardly ever. And then Kim even asks me about it. He's like, I have a question <laughs> a, about your dress code. It's a tactic. It's a police tactic. Yeah, it's, it's like tactic. it really it, it catches them off guard. That's it right. unsettles them. That's how I that's how I get in. <laughs> get all the information. But no, yeah, this, this part was great. Um, it was really interesting. Like, definitely a debrief. Uh, talking about all of your accomplishments and shortcomings. And not having pants. Don't you dare debrief pants. while you're not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. Did you I not have it. pants while you were talking to them, Skelly? No. Oh my <laughs> I can double check right now. It's so much No, better. I did put on pants, but oh. I didn't oh. have a shirt. I did not have, I just oh. had a jacket all right, all right. and a big hat. We'll take it. I looked great. second place. How are we finding <laughs> this out right here at the end of the game? <laughs> finding what yeah. out that you your never wore pants. Oh yeah. I mean, it wasn't a big deal for Harry. That's how he got got work done. I got the shit done. That's all that matters. And the only one who really questioned it was Kim, and it was once. So mad, mad respect for Kim, just trusting the process over here. <laughs> it worked. It absolutely worked. Screw. But no, um, it was really great. But right. I, my big, my big thing was the Phasmid. I was like, that, guys, uh, that's fantastic. We need to that is on talk brand. About this right now, <laughs> because uh, that would be me. That was honestly probably exactly. The most thing. <laughs> that's why I think it's so great. Because <laughs> it's crazy. That's nuts. I have photo <laughs> evidence of a fucking Bigfoot of this of this universe. And no one is, everybody's just gonna be like, what about the Dooms commercial area? And I'm like, I don't fucking, what? You see this? Holding it up. This is the most We're all action. doomed. <laughs> it was crazy. I was just like, guys, do you know what the pale is? This shit is fucking wild. You see that church I've seen over there? Things, man. Yeah, that church, bad news. Demolish it. <laughs> Something's happening. I don't know. So also some kid drug dealers. Don't worry about Sorry. them. They're fine. Yeah, they're, they're all fine. now. <laughs> they're they're in line with the RCM at this point. <laughs> You've got a bunch of cadets. Yeah. They're ready. Oh, they're also so coming. I want to tell you all what happens if you have Kuno with you. Okay. Oh, you, yeah. You can take Kuno out of that godforsaken Revishal, and you can make him, and I fucking pushed for this, a junior, like, uh-huh. like a, like a, like a cadet, or a not a cadet, yeah. but you know what I mean. Like, like an in-training RCM member, oh, based on really your specific cool. recommendation. And that's it's so really cute. cute. And like, Kuno, the way he responds to it is he's kind of begging you to do that for him. Uh-huh. But like without like without saying it, like he's trying to be a tough guy. Yeah, but like, like I think it's I'll also do what him. I want, re- but I want to do this, it, please. It's also him like realizing that Harry actually genuinely cares cares for him and wants him to have a better life. Mm-hmm. And um it's it's a really sweet scene between them. And I honestly like would love it if like Harry like cares for Kuno and like get both of them help each other get their life better. I want to mm-hmm. see that fucking movie now. God damn it. Just that I can just be your headcanon. Yeah, that's just my headcanon that, that, yeah. that they that they have like Harry goes back to his old place, Kuno moves in, and they take care of each other and get better. Eventually, obviously, they have a lot of like back and forth, and Kuno calls them a bunch of words that I'm not going to use at first, but you know, we get there eventually. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. Really it just funny. gets scrambled and scratched out. It's 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 funny because Kuno keeps swearing in front of the police officers, and he doesn't care. But he also is like incredibly like 
self-aware of like, you know, hey, if Kuno needs to like pipe down on the swearing, you know, you let me know or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't, it's just such a funny scene. You've got to see it. It's so good uh, with Kuno there because he's swearing a lot and the officers are like, okay, so he's a child. He shouldn't be doing that. Um, like, and- look, man, Revishal. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> look, man. No, it's so good. Just point to the city behind you. <laughs> you see this <laughs> behind me you see this this happened to this kid <laughs> and we let it happen we our precinct just decided to not care yeah <laughs> goddamn proper jurisdiction um i mean i guess that's most is there anything we didn't get to touch on i like i said i know my my path kind of brought me to the end what felt like a little quickly um I, I, Brian, what was your completed playtime? What was your what was your playtime? Uh, let me look. I can check on Steam. Library. What was mine for? Oh, I I have no way of getting like a useful, accurate parameter for that because I have a, a half playthrough, and then there are a lot of instances where I had to like step away for a bit to attend to something. So we're seeing playthrough time. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-eight hours for me. Steam says twenty-nine. I'd guesstimate that maybe an hour or two lower between stopping to take a bathroom break, something like that. Thirty-eight. Forty-five for me. How many? But again, that does forty. I have forty-five, but that is not an accurate uh, representation of. I can't believe that Rob's the true gamer among us all. (laughs) I had to see that that completely accurate. uh, All right, let me let me check. I'm I'm going on my PS5 right now. You're good. Um, Yeah, I. I'd say probably realistically my full playtime would be around 25 hours. Okay, let's see. Uh, total playtime is, oh my God, 45 hours. That's That can't be right. But not 45.5. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 45 hours. I would say I, I put in a good like 25 hours. Of a, of a first playthrough and then 10 hours of a second mm. or five hours of a second. And then I don't even know what the other 15 are. The other 15 might be me pausing or no, that's way too much. I don't know where all that comes from. I'm just going to admit it. I have no idea where this comes okay. from. But um, yeah, I, I played 45 hours according to PS5. Sweet. Um, so was there anything anyone wanted to touch on that we didn't get a chance to? Hmm. I have to continually over and over praise how incredible the VO work is in this oh, game. Yeah. Primarily the narrator. That My... was his first voice acting gig. And that was, yep. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yep. yep. And he's a, a musician. Mm-hmm. And oh my God. So it many lives. makes this game. Mm. It makes, and I'm so glad that the the final cut has added what they did because yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I will say that there are some voice actors I I like Kuno more in the original. Um, Yeah, I do prefer the original Kuno, but I don't hate the new Kuno. Yeah, I don't either. I I think the original Kuno is better. I recommend you all check out the differences. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a couple of other voice differences that I don't really remember. Kim is the same hair um, and, and mm-hmm. Everard's the same. And most of the voice actors yeah. are the same. There's a Joyce couple of the same. Yeah. Joyce is the same. There's a couple of people who are different. Yeah. Uh, Le- Lely is the same. I think uh, uh, Klasia is the same. 
Titus is the same. A couple of the Hardy Boys got redubbed because I think they are originally done by Chapo Trap House people, and I think they got in professional voice actors to fill in those roles. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that though, but I think that's the case. I believe it. I know a friend of the show, Middle Gray, also likes Kuno's original mm-hmm. VO original. better. Than yeah. yeah, he. Uh, so people were saying, "Oh, it was so annoying and it was so shrill." Yeah, that's, that's the fucking Kuno. point. That's, that's the literally the point. point and the it character. was so much better. And they toned it down on the on this final cut. And I don't like it, but as much. But I still I still got used to it. It's still fine. Um, I will say there were some times where people's voice lines wouldn't come in every yeah. once in a blue yeah. moon. It was yeah. very rare, but there would be a couple of times mm-hmm. it just there didn't would be re- or it was times. reading the wrong. Yeah, that uh, happened to me a few times. The as well. VO was not matching the text. Yeah, it was yeah. like repeating a dialogue option or something. Never had that happen. It was like maybe times. three, four times yeah. stops. Didn't break the experience at all. Nope. It was just like yeah. oh. zero out of five. <laughs> <laughs> zero out of ten. Shout uh, <laughs> out to where Hog Review Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's the last question. Do we have scores for this? It's a 10 for me. It's a 10 out of 10. A 10 out of 10. This is my favorite game of all time. Wow. wow. I was not expecting that. I'm really glad you played it. I love this game. Because you were you were just finishing up Persona 4. I was like, yo, you should play Disco Elysium. You're like, I don't think this is my kind of game. I don't know. I'll try it. And this makes me so happy to hear. Yeah, after... Persona 4. Yeah, I'm That's sure a like the contrast game. That's just that. a long fucking game, <laughs> yeah. dude. Uh, but that that makes me really happy to hear cuz this this is definitely up there like probably my top 10 now. It's yeah. fucking phenomenal. This, D- Disco Elysium is definitely my top 10 favorite games of all time, probably top 5. Probably. This is also a 10 for me. Um Look at that. Wow, 10s across <laughs> the board. Wow, 10s all around, baby. <laughs> It's a 45 uh, Famitsu. Um, yeah. It's top 10 material. I don't know that it's enough of my usual kind of game that it could break like top five, but it's definitely top 10 material. I've go ahead. Dory. Oh, thank you. Uh, this was the first CRPG I think I ever played. And I definitely plan on playing more after this. I never played a CRPG before. And this makes Y'all's... me want to go back to Planescape, not Planetscape. That um and as well as uh those other older crpgs and give them a shot and see how so planescape play. really still holds up um it's the i mean it has more com- i mean it has combat in it uh whereas this doesn't really uh so it's a little bit different on that end uh it's not great as far as the combat is concerned but like otherwise it's fantastic uh torment tides of numenera is really good as well um this is my favorite CRPG I've ever played. Uh, I, I've i never had a game impact me emotionally like this one has. Yeah. It's, and that I've related to so resoundingly. Yeah. It, it it's in, it like has like is such a great, like has a great literal mirror within sequence, but like it has holds up such a good mirror to like who we are as people. Mm-hmm. And what makes us do the things that we do and find a way to not hate ourselves even because of it. Yeah. And I think that's an incredible message. Absolutely. I I think you'd be hard pressed to find someone who could not relate to any part of this game in some fashion. 
right. um, that there's there is definitely a character or a situation or a feeling that I think just about everybody on the planet could look at and be like, I get that. That's a really mm-hmm. human game. It's mm-hmm. a really nice depiction of of the world and humanity and all the good and bad things that come with it. And it's so goddamn gorgeous to look at mm-hmm. constantly. <laughs> And I will, I will say also that there is literally a uh, painter who inspired, I don't remember his name, I think it's Alex something, but there is a painter who inspired this game and its artwork. So if you enjoy mm-hmm. the artwork of this game, you should go check out their paintings. Also, just go to discoelysium.com. There should be um, a section for all of their influences, which includes mm-hmm. Planescape, which includes this artist mm-hmm. I'm talking about, as well as some novelists. Uh, I believe also includes uh, the writer who did Third Policeman, but I could be wrong. Uh, could be making that up, um, but yeah, uh, it's uh, it's, Wait, it's a really this, good section. Where is this inspiration section you're talking about? The, uh, I want to see if this artist is somebody that I'm thinking of. I think it's discoelysium.com, although I could be wrong. Yeah, what part? I think. Let's the see. FAQ. Wait, no, sorry, no, no, no. That's that's the wrong thing. I was looking at. Uh, I was pulling up the. There is definitely a Reddit page that has this. There, it's there's a Steam community page for sure. Yeah, there's a Steam community page, which is I'm thinking of, and I think they also have it on uh, here. I'll post this. I think this might be close to what you were thinking of. Oh God, that's not. <clears throat> it's like yeah, Planescape Torment, a huge inspiration and influence on us. Currently on sale, Kentucky Route Zero, True Detective, The Shield, The Wire, British Sea Power, uh, Strigotsky Brothers. Yep. Where's the artist? Rembrandt is an artist that's mentioned. There are a few different artists. Oh, uh, Jenny Seville. Oh. Uh, we're big fans of Jenny Seville and her work. Kinevsky. Members of the city have attended several of her exhibits in the past. Yep. Jenny Alex Konevsky. Okay. And Alex Konevsky. That's what I was thinking of Konevsky. But Jenny Seville as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those look like straight out of disco. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we should post these as as a link in the the show notes or something. Yeah. Yeah. Put those in the spoiler cast if someone can grab them. And I will definitely throw those in the show notes. Order there for you, buddy. You rock, Rob. That's why we put you on as a guest. Um, all right, I guess that's Disco Elysium. If if for some stupid reason you did not listen to me at the start of this podcast and you listened to this whole thing without playing this game, go, go play. Go fucking play this game. <laughs> even yeah. if you even if you list, play the game and then listen to it, go play it again. That's right. It's worth it. Yeah. Ryan I, I, <laughs> You're right. You in particular. I want to say this game is not an intervention for Harry anymore. It's an intervention for you, Ryan. Just to play this game again. (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've, I've seen credits on this game four times now, although I've only technically played it all the way through twice, but yeah, it's, it's so worth doing. And I'm not the kind of person who replays games. I very rarely ever do that. There are Um, three games in my life that I replay frequently. And this one is going to get added to the list. Um, Hell yeah. And this, mm. there is no correlation between these games, mind you, but it's Skyrim, Pokemon silver, 
and Borderlands 2. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, Borderlands, Disco Elysium. <laughs> yeah, and add Disco Elysium to this. more different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but those would be the games that I find myself like, I just want to play this for five hours and, you know, just experience it again just for a little vibe. while. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's Bloodborne for me. For mm-hmm. sure. I, I, you know what? Add that to the list because I've got several characters and new game plus runs. I guess there's a there's I, a good uh, handful. I play mm. Kingdom Hearts two from time to time. You know, no big deal. Yeah, not like you speed <laughs> run it or anything. Nah. Um, well, I would like to thank all three of my lovely guests for joining me on this adventure. No, thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Oh. No, thank you. Look, no. I just had to hit record twice. That's <laughs> <laughs> we weren't recording. Oh, oh no, we've been muted. Though. No, wait, uh, we're good. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> can you imagine? Um, no, <laughs> I, I can't. That would be I would not do this again. It's fair. <laughs> yeah, that um, would be the death. <laughs> so I guess it's time for plugs. We shall start with Dory. Hello. Uh, I'm Dory, uh, and I uh, sometimes my brain works. Uh, I am on a podcast called PS Premiere. We talk about PlayStation, allegedly, uh, and we also talk about a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, we just recently switched our podcast to a live format uh, and are trying mm-hmm. that out and seeing uh, how we feel from week to week in terms of the format. Um, and, yeah, you can check out uh, our very varied and wild discussions we had last week, which includes discussions about Steam Deck, uh, Space Jam. Uh, and I swear to God, we talked about PlayStation at least once or twice, uh, technically. So we're still on for being uh, Sony ponies. Um, besides that, um, you can find me on Twitch at Declare192. Uh, I haven't been streaming a ton because uh, I just started a new job and I've been trying to balance that. But... I want to eventually reintroduce uh, streaming a little more into the week and starting up Yakuza 0. Uh, and then soon I will be playing Tales from the Borderlands with people making decisions, and I will regret everything. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, Skelly? Hi, I'm Skelly, as the man said. I'm on Twitch um, as Real Life Skeleton. I also have a podcast with my friend Middle Gray. It's called A Little Uncouth, and it is a lot uncouth. Also, (laughs) I really want to cosplay Kim Kitsuragi. That's actually the most important takeaway from this whole plug thing. Whatever that means, I don't even know what that, but I want to cosplay him now. Do it and post photos, please. Yes! That would be badass. I want to stream as him. Like, like dress and then cosplay stream. Charity stream. What was that? Do a twenty-four hour charity stream playing disco. I heard Kim. dirty stream, and I was like, <laughs> I did too. That's I no, that's all it your other streams. <laughs> that's every other stream except for the Kimmy stream. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, and you you, you streamed more. this entire game. I streamed this whole game, and it was yeah. wonderful. Right now, I'm playing the Outer Wilds, and by right now, I mean it's been a while. Because that game makes me fucking sick, dude. Oh, no. The, the motion sickness get you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's That's like the field of view thing. Anyway, this is not about me. This is about you. Tell <laughs> us about you. Uh, I am Rob of the one quarter of the seats we have on the real draft uh, on draft punks. Um, we also sometimes stream. Uh, we recently recorded a, an episode about Star Wars characters. Uh, which was which was great. Uh, you'll have to listen in to see what some bits were done. That was a 
was a blast recording. Uh, but also we have been doing a golf tournament, a Mario golf tournament to be specific, uh, where we're playing with, I think we started it with like 15 people, uh, participants, uh, all playing Mario golf, super rush together. And, and we, uh, we just wrapped up round two uh, last night as of this recording and it was so much fun. We just streamed it last night. You can probably find the archive on our Twitch channel at real draft punks and just the shambles that kept happening. Travis got a hole in one. He got an albatross. Oh, it was so good. It was a it fun was so 18 fun. holes. <laughs> I'm, yeah. still re- I'm still reeling from the fact that Travis actually went to eBay and bought a bird online. Like that was wild. <laughs> what? Uh, Brian's doing a great <laughs> Brian's doing a great I'm job. Kidding. I have no idea what a fucking albatross is. I just know it's a bird. It's a weight golf. you carry too. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a bird. Albatross is a bird, but it's also a metaphor. Uh, but Brian also did great commentary uh, the whole time. So Wait, yeah, Brian was on. I thought we got Toad. Oh, you're right. That's <laughs> 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 so good. Uh, and it's if- Elysium, but all Toad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Why, I'm playing Toad on PC. Be- Where's that mod? <laughs> I, right, right. I want Kuno to be replaced with, by Toad's oh. voice. <laughs> Every character, Garrus. <laughs> They're all making calibrations. Why? Uh, and if you're listening to this podcast right here, you should definitely be listening to the other Spelunkers podcasts. Uh, we just finished up Okami. Boy, those were some hot takes. I can't wait to get some hate mail about my hottest take on that game that I said to the end of that last episode. Oh, wow. Uh, I can't wait to listen. I just need to finish it. The, uh, the game. Fair. How far are you? Just curious. Uh, I'm about a third of the way through okay. when I first started it. Gotcha. It's just been, you know, so many games. And then this yeah. was my focus project. I mean, they just came out with a game about Rob. So, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Um, and fun. he has to play it for realism's sake. Uh, I mean, he has to for legal <laughs> reasons. I'm pretty sure God would come down and smack Rob if, if Sorry. he did not play autobiographical oh all right we're going that's it i'm leaving fuck this um next up is chris tales after that we will be revisiting ghost of tsushima for the iki island dlc expansion very excited for that Sweet. Uh, and we just decided our next game after that we're going retro again fantasy star 4 um looking forward to playing that uh, check out Gotta Rank Them All, where Chris and I rank Pokemon, put them, uh, put them in the most officially arbitrary list of all time. Three hundred and so good. some odd Pokemon in. Oh boy, y'all are, <laughs> y'all are making some progress. It's some good. It's a good track. We're 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 yeah. hmm, gonna do it in about a year, uh, yep. <laughs> which you know what <laughs> sounds right considering there's a thousand Pokemon. Um, yeah. It's a great project, man. Thanks, man. I'm having a lot of fun doing it uh it's fun to listen to i uh, i'm so glad to hear that i'm so glad everyone loves that show who checks it out <laughs> I, I just love listening to like all the shade that electric kid gets and then all the love that electric kid gets <laughs> <laughs> and just like everyone's nah fuck that pokemon <laughs> yeah. oh I just wait Sudo Wudo rules <laughs> we've got Get out of here rob with your bad opinions <laughs> <laughs> um Check out Last Call, Tom and Tyler's new podcast. It's uh, recorded immediately mm. after they finish their wasted stream, so it's twenty to forty minutes of them just drunk shooting the shit. 
Um, and all the streams we do, we stream almost every night of the week. Someone from Spelunkers is streaming. Uh, so yeah, check our channel out, twitch.tv slash Spelunkers. I hope you all know. Ryan, it would be really cool if you you all played D and D, but I'm afraid you know that's just not happening anytime soon, right? Well, it's definitely it's going to happen well before literally, <laughs> yeah, uh, this comes out. But yeah, if uh, if you're listening to this and you didn't watch it live, we will definitely have the video version up in about two hours from the end of this recording. That that's what I wanted you to plug. I knew yeah. I knew it was gonna yeah. We are. Oh boy, I, madman that I am, signed up to DM all the rest of the Spelunkers crew who have never played D&D, a haunted God help one you. shot. It's going to be a wild time. Tom and Tyler oh, are going to yeah. be drunk. It's <laughs> Is it just you, Tom and Tyler, or is there anybody else? Uh, Chris is there, and a friend oh, of Tyler's, Jeffrey, is coming on oh, cool. awesome. as well. So we've got a group of four. It's going to be a wild time. That's I hope so. The only thing I can guarantee I can't say wild good or wild bad. This is going to be chaotic Just neutral <laughs> of a time. Uh, so we're going to save the video, the vod of that. So I hope you mm. give it a watch. Um, hopefully it's not eight hours long. Hopefully it's like six at the most, so I can get to bed around midnight. Um, thanks everybody for listening to the spoiler cast. I doubt this is going to be the last one, but we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. We love you. Bye. Good night. Back to the shit factory. <laughs> Back to the shit factory. Fuck capitalism.